track My best friend's in a gun rack I'm a low life I owe everybody money I think racist jokes are funny I'm a low life I got a dirty mind A gutter mouth I'm making time I'm going out with your wife Cause I'm a low What's up, motherfuckers? Welcome to another episode of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. Welcome to your motherfucking Friday, Low Lifes. We got a recap to end all recaps for you guys. We were at the motherfucking back road barbecue run. Crossed it. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? I feel good about it now that we were there. We're going to tell you all about it. Stories from the road. What the event was like. And a whole bunch more. But first, let's kick this thing off the way we always do with those motherfucking sponsors. There we go. I wasn't sure if you were coming in with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. First up, we've got chopcult.com, the motherfucking hub for all your chopper needs. Swing on over there, make yourself an account, join the forums, talk with some other builders. Free classifieds to list all your parts and buy everybody else's parts. And they also have a blog. So make sure you check it all out over at ChopCult.com or ChopCult on Instagram. Next up, we've got the man all the way from San Felipe himself, Chicken Fried Choppers, a.k.a. ChopShit.com. This is the homie Chicken Rick, who we finally got to see in person after the longest time. He was down there at the Back Road Barbecue Run. Got to catch up with him. He's got some stories to tell, so hopefully we'll be having him on soon to share with you guys. But in the meantime, he's running ChopShit.com. Handmade goodies from builders from across the world. All the best stuff picked out by Chicken Rick himself. So make sure you swing over to ChopShit.com for all that goodness and the home of all your low life merch. So if you want to grab a t-shirt, stickers, all over there. Shopshit.com. So let's see. Next up we got Paco. 52 years in a motherfucking game. These guys do a little bit of everything. They've got all the custom parts for your Harley that you could ever need. And I just seen they did a collaboration to make some two-into-one pipes for shovel heads just seen on their Instagram. Modeled after a particular... Oh, man, I wish I had the, the actual post. Let me get it while we're in the middle of this. I thought this was so cool. It's just like most big companies, I feel like, aren't doing shit like this. But they teamed up with at Dirty Biker on Instagram to make a two-into-one exhaust for shovel heads. Now available on Paco Parks, two into one up sweet. Pretty fucking sweet set. And uh, huh. yeah, they're doing cool collaborations and they got all their own parts too. So make sure you check them out. Paco.com. Well, shit. Yeah, buddy. Up next, we got the homie Wes at Custom Destruction making the dopest helmets in the game. Um, super disappointed. Somehow we're in the same fucking time same event and i still miss wes i don't know how the fuck i managed that how did you manage that i don't know man me and him were talking yesterday we're like how dude 
Like, how did we not see each other one time? Two but people he, sitting yeah. at their own booths going nowhere else. <laughs> Dude, it's it's a fucking, it's a hard hustle. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, get over to Custom Destruction on Instagram. Um, pick up one of his dope-ass helmets where you can pick the color of the shell, the liner, the trim package, all for the same fucking price as a stock lid. Um... Yeah, that's it. Get the custom instruction and get the only helmet that makes the ugliest motherfucker look sexy. So I seen a bunch of them he had on his table there. I did get to meet meet him and chat with him for a little bit, and the helmets are even better looking in person. They're sitting on the table. They're making the ugliest tables look sexy, but there's a bunch of people riding around with them too. It was a great little selection he's got over there, and I watched one hold up as it fell off a guy's sissy bar because he forgot he had it on there. Shit can take a fucking beating. Let's see. Up next, we got Keebler Customs and Lucky Horseshoe Customs out of Denver, Colorado. They do a little bit of everything. Commercial building, motorcycle fab, CNC plasma cutting, and 3D printing. So no matter what your building needs, they can fucking square it away. Go to Keebler Customs and Horseshoe Customs LLC on Instagram and give them boys a follow And then we've also got Lowbrow Customs, everything you need for the road ahead since 2004. You guys know I love me some Lowbrow Customs. They got all kinds of bungs and fabrication parts to make our lives way easier, as well as pretty much everything under the sun, including S&S Motors now. They've got it fucking all. So head on over to lowbrowcustoms.com or check them out on YouTube or Instagram. And then last but not least, we got this month's giveaway sponsor, which is 812 Inc. Motherfucking Cherry and Pork Choppers Leathers. Lockta, you want to tell them what, what it's all about? Uh, so they teamed up. Jerry made, what the fuck are we calling this? Ankle Biter. The ankle, I keep, always forget that. I don't know why. Um, so Jerry made the Ankle Biter super fucking dope. It's like a, like a push knife. Um, and then he sent that off to pork choppers. Leather. She made a sheath that will wrap around your boot and buckle. Um, I actually have one of these things now and they are super fucking sick. Um, the leathering as always is fucking dope as hell. And, uh, the push knife, it secures in there like very fucking nicely. Um, to win, make sure you are following pork choppers, leathers on Instagram. And you should already be following the motherfucking homie Jerry at 812 Inc. Do it. You better not fuck it up. And I think we will be doing, let's see, right now it's the 12th. Or actually, it's Friday, motherfuckers. It's the 14th when you're hearing this. But so what, two weeks? We'll do the drawing? Um, End of this month? No, it's supposed to be the middle of the month. Oh, that's right. Okay, so then ne- why don't we do it next week? Yeah. Next week, we'll be doing the drawing. If you want to get involved, you have one week to get ready to win a chance at an ankle biter here. Just go to patreon.com slash lowlifechopperpodcast and click on giveaway level supporter. It's all you got to do, which, by the way, shout out to GBG Jesse just joined in as a giveaway level supporter. We appreciate the fuck out of it, man. Oh, shit. Um, also, just confirmed. 
the man, the myth, the legend, Chicken Long Dick Rick from Chicken Fried Choppers will be on next week's episode. He's going to give the rundown on uh, the, El Diab- the El Diablo run. And, oh, hold on, you can't say like that. You can't say the El Diablo. Cause that's like the, the, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on El Diablo run and then riding from Arizona to North Carolina by himself on a brand new sports. So make sure you tune in next week for all of that shit. That's going to be a wild story. He's got lots of good tales from the road. All right. I think we covered it for sponsors. It's time to get into those motherfucking shout outs. First up, shout out to George the Brazilian. Got to meet him in person. There's going to be a lot of these, by the way. Prepare yourself for a lot of uh, finally met this person related shout outs. <laughs> so George the Brazilian was the first dude as soon as we landed at uh, Back Road Barbecue Run, came straight over and was like, what up, dude? So good to fucking meet you finally man he's been following the show since like forever so we appreciate you listening. actually brazilian yeah yeah exactly i was <laughs> i would have not thought that <laughs> yeah he was saying what was the he, fucking weirdest names and i was like oh shit you're actually brazilian your name like legitimately makes sense yeah i don't know what i thought <laughs> it meant but i i definitely still wasn't expecting it to be like an actual brazilian person <laughs> but dude it was good to meet you i take it you got to meet him too Oh yeah, he hung out. He hung around probably most of the weekend. Actually, that's awesome. All right, you got one. You want me to do another here? Um, this one's gonna involve you too, so I'll do this one. Yeah, do another one. I gotta pull all my shit up still. Shout out to Davy Sprocket for being the hookup between. Oh wait a minute, we got another one. I want to say that guy. Oh boy, Tater, wasn't it? I'm blowing this one. I got to find the second one, but I'll, I'll find the second name while you're doing your next shout out. But shout out to Davy Sprocket. He's the one that reached out to me about the bat for his friend, and it's his friend's Instagram handle that I'm trying to find so I can give him a shout out too. But Davy was the one to put it all together, sent the bat out to me. This, uh, if you guys remember, we talked forever ago about. Um, a tribute urn that would be for his friend's brother who sadly passed away and <coughs> was able to work with Chopper Bob to get some bungs made so that I could fabricate a way for the bat to screw apart to accept the ashes, sent it back to Davy Sprocket. They got it painted. They had some other person at his job make a custom wood stand for it. And now it came all full circle because they delivered all of that stuff to Loctite at Back Road Barbecue Run, and he got to lay some lines on it. So it was a it was a super cool project that kind of went all the way around. And Davey was the one to help hold together, and finally got to meet the man in person. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, that was actually. Um... I was thinking that the whole time while I was painting that thing, I was like, man, this is fucking wild. Cause I remember when you first told me about it, I was like, oh, that's a dope idea. And blah, blah, blah. And then when it came back around and he was like, oh, I want you to pinch wrap it. I was like, shit. <laughs> there it is. And also shout out to Davey Sprocket for having a fucking dope bike. This thing. Yeah, his, is bike's, like- yeah, his bike's rad as fuck. 
the purple bike with the rabbit bars and like the plush purple suede king queen seat. It's so fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I, I think I the only time I've seen his bike was when he was getting ready to leave, actually. Oh, he had to dip out. Yeah, he did that a little early. He had to, I think it was like going to like some family shit or something. Oh, that's right. He said he was only able to stay for like 24 hours. Yeah. So that makes sense. I remember walking past the bike and recognizing it from Instagram. And I was like, I know that bike. <laughs> Just saw it parked under a tree somewhere. That was actually the case with a lot of the bikes because you, you we just scroll through our feed and it's like it's all of these people on the feed. So you see the bikes and then you see them in person and you're like, right. I've seen that somewhere. I honestly can't even remember the people I met. Dude. I met so many fucking people. Well, I'll throw some more out and you can share your stories about them too. Uh, full with wood. I don't know if you met him before, but I met him. Oh, that, that motherfucker's been at my house, dude. Oh, that's right. You, yeah, I forgot he rolled in Fuck there. Fuck that kid. <laughs> so I got to meet Full with Wood for the first time. Great to fucking meet you, homie. We had a uh, we had an interesting start. We'll, I'll save it for the stories, but uh, we got some road stories. Me and Full with Wood did some shopping that uh, didn't end up getting what we needed, but <laughs> we'll tell, we'll talk about that later. Um, Shout out to Digital Hot Sauce, a.k.a. Scotty, and Rachel, his, I believe, girlfriend, um, who wrote... They're married. Are they married? They're getting married at Deadbeat, bro. Oh, that's right. That's right. What? That's going to be fucking epic. Um, and speaking of epic, they rode from Maine to North Carolina, which on its own is a massive ride. But what's even crazier is that his girl, Rachel has never ridden on the highway before. In her first time on the highway, she rode from Maine to North Carolina. I just think that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's like, some people like, they start riding and they're like, I don't feel comfortable riding on the highway by myself yet. And then she's just like, I'm going to ride fucking 16 hours on the highway. (laughs) Fuck all that. And honestly, that's what we've always recommended. If you're going to get into bikes, just fucking be ready to ride them and, Go where you want to go. So shout out to the two of them for being fucking all about the long distance. Yeah. Um, shout out to uh, the real Roly Poly, a.k.a. Uh, Born Again Choppers. Got to kick it with him for a fucking while. I think it was Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. We uh, pretty much just after I got done pinstriping, uh, pretty much sat rooftop of fucking Jerry's van and just kicked it and shot the shit, smoked a fucking cigar together. It was a good time. So super appreciate you, homie. Love it. Yeah, I got to kick it with him as well. He came over the tents and we were talking for also a long fucking time Saturday. And he was showing me he he's going to have some belts coming out in the near future. Yo, those things are fucking dope. So cool. The no scratch buckle thing in the front, I thought was such a, a kick ass idea. So you're not scratching shit up. So I already told him, put me on the list. Tell me where to send the fucking money and let me get one of those things. So be on the lookout. He even went all the way through like the hardware, the leather, the, the blanks that he's going to get all made in the USA. Redid his original idea so that everything would, would be sourced from USA made companies. Super fucking cool. So if you're in the market for a belt, 
send born again choppers a dm and let him know you want to get on the pre-order list he's not even taking pre-orders i just want you to flood his inbox so he knows it's time (laughs) to make these fucking moves so yeah shout out to him uh let's see shout out to old tugboat i met old tugboat at uh greasy dozen two years ago and i have not seen him since and he came up to me beer in hand we got to chill for a little bit i feel like i bumped into him like 30 times uh super good dude got an excess and a harley so he understands the uh the excess i think pretty sure he said he came on the harley but uh his excess is pretty nice too and just a good dude give him a follow old tugboat he's been following the show seemingly forever like i said that was two years ago that i met him at greasy dozen so good to see you again and then we got famous for nothing another first time meeting somebody he came up from florida to north carolina in the fucking famous for nothing van rolled out the merch table had all his shit together and it was good to meet you too man also it provided a good barge for everybody to do burnouts against that picture of the white van that you guys have probably seen with three bikes buried in the dirt that's the born that almost said born again choppers that's the famous for nothing van and uh yeah good dude Made the trip up. It was good to finally kick it with you. Shout out to Panhead Jim. First time meeting him. Super fucking rad, dude. Yeah, that's it. Shout out to Panhead Jim. That's it. We got, and then last but not least, shout out to Turd and Ronnie for putting on the back road barbecue run. We got to meet them in person as well. Super cool event. The games were awesome. The campground they found when they said it was in the middle of nowhere, it's in the fucking middle of nowhere and better off to be there for all the fucking wild shenanigans that were going on. I thought it was funny too. A couple of people just stayed at the campground because they needed to crash somewhere and they were not affiliated with the event. And I just could not imagine the chaos that you just like, Oh, I'm just going to stay at a campground tonight. And then you just walk Seriously. in. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on here? And why can't I sleep at night? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Family. And you're just I like, eh. so, I would be so mad. Did I get my money back? <laughs> but yeah, they put on a killer event. Shout out to them. Um, Turd Ferguson and Ronnie six Ronnie W six 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 on Instagram. Give them both a follow. Give Backroad Barbecue Run a follow. Um, just a great event all around. And then, oh, last but not least, I always said that on the last one, but I'm gonna say it again. Also, shout out to Deep Six Cycles. I got to meet him for the first time. I think you guys met when Full Fullwood Wood came down, but. I never actually got to meet Deep Six, so shout out to him riding crazy. He rode down from Maine on the Kawasaki, just fucking pushing it, and that thing is badass. Got a when I when I first saw him, they were pulling in from camping the night before. They stayed. We'll get into a little more in the story, but they were coming to meet up with us on friday morning because we had stayed 
about three quarters of the way down there on Thursday night. And he was pulling in. And I guess they left in such a rush. The gas can that was strapped to the back of the sissy bar was pointing upside down and just like dripping gas out as they were pulling in. Oh my and God. I was like, these guys, but they were, I tell you what, they might've packed up quick, but they were right the fuck on time. They said they'd be there at eight and they were fucking smack dab there at eight. So I appreciate the fuck out of that. Cause you know, it's always tricky when you're trying to travel with people and they're like, yeah, we'll get there eventually. And then you don't leave till forever o'clock, but super good dude makes really good handmade parts. The uh, stepped risers and the pegs, all the kind all, and he had a bunch of that shit for sale there too. I saw a couple people picking them up. So shout out to deep six cycles. Ah, there's so many people I'm trying to fucking find these, all this shit. I suck, man. It, Fuck. There's so many people. It really is tricky to keep track of it all. I was, before we jumped on this call, I was trying to like write out a list. Cause I knew I was going to not remember half of it, but also shout out to all the, the regular crew that was there. Chopper Fisher for winning uh best jap bike. He won best jap bike, right? Yep. Yeah. His XS 650 is looking fucking killer. Took home best jap bike. Um, Astro Man, Fat Man, Emma. We'll get into that in the story. We should jump in before we do any more shout outs. We should just jump into the story because it's hard to even shout these people out without diving into the stories. Yeah. All right. So um, let's take are you we guys. Doing, Go ahead. Do you want to do this right now? Because I did a kicks and a dick post too. Oh, that's right. Good call. Let's do that first, and then we'll jump into the rest of it. Yeah, that'll work out, because I'm going to tell stories, and I can remember, like, names and shit. Perfect. All right, then, with no further ado, let's go ahead and jump into those motherfucking kicks in the dick. Kick in the dick. Boot in the motherfucking box. Kick in the dick. Kick in the dick or a boot in the box tired of your boss yelling at you because he's got a jacked up truck, a tiny dick, a wife he hates, two kids that don't listen to him, let everybody know how you really fucking feel with this week's daily dose of hate, kicking the dick, booting the box. All right, motherfuckers, we are back and we are ready, locked and loaded. You guys came in hot this week. You got a lot of dicks you want to kick. So let's not waste any time here. First up, we got Steel City Blacksmithing. Says, kicking the dick to my asshole neighbor for denying our new septic system proposal. It's going to flow the exact same path that it does now, only it's going to be fully treated. Right now, it's raw sewage going straight through my neighbor's front yard. There is literally no reason to deny it other than to be dicks. Some people suck. <laughs> Cheers to you guys for bringing this back. We're happy to do it, man, but I am bummed to hear that they are being pieces of shit about this. And also living next to pieces of shit, it sounds like. Just like sewage flowing through their yard that they <laughs> seem to not want to clean up. I don't understand that. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Uh, Rags to Reject, it says, in 80s era, Jean-Claude Van Damme flying roundhouse to the Twig and Berries of regular life. Two and a half weeks for the El Diablo run. 
and some heavy riding wasn't enough. Who else did 3,100 mile round trip just to go back to work like it never fucking happened? Oh, that's so crazy <laughs> to think that like you do, you come back and then you're just like, all right, this is my regular job again now. Like <laughs> sick, my life sucks again. Well, next EDR is in two years. <laughs> Let's see. We got Evo Jesus says kick in the droopy chodes to all my coworkers for being big fucks. So I'm stuck being in the HEPA tunnel at Pfizer since I'm the only one who will fit. Feeling like Andy Dufresne <laughs> when he was sent to the hole. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> I don't know who Andy Dufresne is. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, my God. What is that from? Dude, that's the fucking world's greatest movie in the world. Literally the greatest movie ever made in the history of man. Fucking Shawshank Redemption, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I never saw it. <laughs> what? I you know. Shut this, this podcast off right now and go watch listen, it. <laughs> this, this happens a lot. There's so many movies that, like, I just haven't seen or, like, shows especially. People are like, oh, you haven't watched Game of Thrones? And I'm like, I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah. That fuck that show. <laughs> but people <laughs> people act like it's the greatest show in the world. And, and it's like sacrilegious to have not watched it. But what can you up next, do? Up next, we got George the Brazilian. He says, kicking the dick to the traffic on I-95 and to everyone that blew up the toilets at the barbecue run. Dude, it got <laughs> rough in there. Um, dude, somebody fucking had to shit so bad. They ran into one of the porta potties, ripped their pants down, and shit on the top of the toilet seat. Ugh. God, you fucking animals. Absolute animals. It would have been would have been better if somebody did a burnout in the porta potty. Deadbeat style. <laughs> oh, I just don't get it, dude. I hate to see these motherfuckers' houses. Seriously. <laughs> you know what? Actually, you know who did that? One of the fucking drywall guys. Probably. That's what I was thinking. It's got to be. They just don't know what to do when there's an actual <laughs> toilet and they just lose the toilet. don't know what to do with this shit. <laughs> yeah, they're so used to just spraying it into a wall. <laughs> just can't can't have nice things. Uh, next up, we got Harley's and Headaches. Says, kicking the beans and Frank to Harley for charging 116 bucks to fix a valve stem on my buddy's bike. Damn. Wow. So survey question here, uh, because I had to know, I messaged him about this because I was like, wait a minute, explain what that, what the job was. So they had to take the, what do you call that? They had to take the tube out and put a new one in because the valve stem was fucked up. Does $116 seem like normal charge for that? If you're taking the wheel off or is that like highway robbery? Cause I've never had them do that. Hold on. So I can't see this one. Did he... Was it, what, did he say which wheel it was? It was a front wheel, and something was fucked up with the valve stem, so they had to... And they, they took it off? I don't know if he brought the wheel to them, but I know that, I know for a fact they at least had to take the tire off, take the, take the tube out, put a new tube in, and put it all back together. Right. Yeah, if they're taking the wheel off, that's not, like, that crazy. Yeah, I do feel like if they had to, if you went with the wheel. Because, like, if you think about it, like, if their shop rate is even, who, do you say it was Harley? Yeah. Yeah, so their shop rate's like 100 bucks. 
she figured they charged a hundred dollars for one hour to take the wheel off, take the tire off, take a tube out, and then probably 15, 20 bucks for a tube. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's not that. I mean, it sucks. They charge a hundred dollars a fucking hour, but yeah, <laughs> they probably, that's probably what they did. They probably did an hour's worth of labor and then th- the cost of the tube. Yeah. That's a lot of money to pay for a fucked up valve stem. I also know, or I don't know what happens to a valve stem and you have to like replace it. I've never had to have to like replace a valve stem. That's like one of the most common reasons why you tire goes flat. Really? Yeah. Huh. The yeah, more you know. That's a fact, Jack. Damn. I better start saving 116 bucks or something. No, you definitely have to do that. It's 15 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Our guy, you just pay 15 bucks and buy your fucking tube and then bring it over to him and he does a fucking 20 bucks. See you later, bye. Yeah, Breakers is the fucking best. Um, let's see. We got the Zooks. Gad Zooks says, kicking the dick to the guy who put a red fucking Loctite on, I don't know why he says a red Loctite, who put red Loctite on my carburetor screws, among other fuck-ups. I am not letting anyone work on my bike ever again. Time to step up the game. Also, shout out to Climber Manuals for being the best teacher I could ask for. I'll put red Loctite on my car. Why? Because I don't want shit to fall off my fucking bike. I don't think you need to. I, you know where I put uh, I put blue Loctite on the two screws that hold the air cleaner on because if they fall out, they suck into the motor. That's the only one I put Loctite on. Mm. After that happened to uh, dog food lid, I was like, damn, I better actually put Loctite on these because <laughs> that's yeah. not what I'm trying to have happen to me. Um, he says, shout out to climber manuals. I just want to say my climber manual blows. Yeah, it has, sucks. It has none of the appropriate torque specs. It has none of the procedures. I don't even oh, know. You got before. you got the wrong one then. I, my climber has all the torque specs, but for some reason, it tells you how to take everything apart, but doesn't tell you how to put it back together or adjust it. It's fucked, dude. <laughs> yeah, I uh, personally, I feel like climber can suck my dick. Yeah, I'm glad, it's, climber, working, I'm glad it's working for the Zooks, but I, I'm going to try to get a. Uh, a Harley factory manual is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, up next, we have Herman Munster. He says, kicking the dick to Nissan for their shit turbo cars that only go for 80,000 miles before needing a new motor and a new turbo. $6,000 to fix. Oh, $6,000 to fix that shit with a used motor. Damn, how much is on the used motor? Hope it's not 60000 <laughs> Fuck. Just fucking throw a 350 in it, bud. Is this one of those things that people LS swap? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like LS swap it. LS yeah, swap know. the Nissan. Do turbos like blow up faster than regular cars? I mean, no, they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's like putting extra pressure on shit that it's not supposed to handle but yeah that sucks man the nissan my wife had a nissan and the floor fell out so i'm not i'm not real keen on nissans either (laughs) i feel like they got some some bugs that they're still working on over there at the plant uh not dj snyder 
says, kick myself in the dick for breaking my wife's shoulder at EDR while chicken fried choppers watched. What the fuck happened there? What? I can't wait for Chicken Rick to come on next week and tell us that story. That's wild. You got this next one? Uh, hold on, hold on. Blah, blah, blah. Peyton Cotton says, macaroni and cheese, cock kick in the Hardy Boys to my sight super. Uh, generally just for being a flaccid penis and letting his flop dick son-in-law show up uh, at best three days a week and do absolutely nothing in return, making me and the other guys pick up the slack. Fuck you. Damn. Yeah, you guys should beat that kid's ass. The nepotism <laughs> is strong. Yeah. Let's see. We got Ray's Hell Daily. He says, sorry, boys, I got another. Oh, I, I'm assuming he has another one somewhere, but we're going to read the second one first because it's first in line. He says, a huge fucking kick in the dick. Oops, I missed that I kicked his fucking teeth in <laughs> to the country <laughs> from Bank City, Missouri. And then in parentheses, you know who you are, pussy, who has nothing better to do than troll the forums and Facebook groups talking shit on anything and everything. Then gets butt hurt when he asks for opinions on his build and everyone tells him it's shit. You can't ask opinions from people, then talk mad shit and block them when they answer you. Just shut the fuck up already, troll, and let me see you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. What are you doing uh, letting people from Missouri in your New York groups? I'm pretty sure raise hell's in upstate New York. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting wild. Yeah, you got you to gotta call that group back a little bit <laughs> to just people in your area. Uh, Peter Blacksmith Crafts says thunder kick to the baby maker of my cunt roommate for getting me and my fiance kicked out over a card game. Enjoy paying the extra twelve hundred in rent and the gas I was putting your car as courtesy while also finding a babysitter for you and your fucking crotch goblin. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'll have more money to build my iron head this Arizona summer heat with no garage. Damn. Fuck. <laughs> I feel like a lot more information needs to be given about what happened in that card game. So next week on the Low Life Chopper podcast, find out the exciting resolution to what was the card game and what was said. Um, the good news, though, is that Arizona is a dry heat. So at least you can build a bike in the dry heat. That's true. Tony Nobra says my motherfucking uh, kicking the dick to my motherfucking boss for throwing my past shit back in my face, motherfucker. That's no bueno. Fucking dinks. Um, Tyler J. Petrie says, kicking a dick's USPS for never knowing where a package is. And then just having them randomly show up at some point. Yep. Listen, everybody gets all mad and says fucking Trump was ruining the USPS. I'm going to say this. The USPS is like Literally the worst business in the entire fucking world. <laughs> Lose everything. Damn like, it, everything. If the, US, if the USPS was an employee, they would have been fired and gotten their ass beat many of time. It's the only business that is just loses money every year and just gets to keep running. 
Yeah. It it blows my mind. It really is just, it's a bloated business and all these other private companies don't operate at a loss and they do a great job. So maybe something to be said for the fact that these companies know what the fuck they're doing. This also, next didn't, about USPS. <laughs> didn't the USPS break that guy's panel that you pinstriped? Dude, that's the next kick in the dick. <laughs> oh, shit. Fuck. <laughs> Here, you read it then. Um, Iron Trash Rat says, yo, kick in the motherfucking dick to the USPS after they fucked up the one-off panel Unicorn Ranch did for me for the last raffle. Not only was it late as fuck, but someone clearly ran that bitch over with a card or something, and the envelope was folded in half and torn. Loctite is a man of tiny dick people, though, and is making me a, <laughs> another one because he's cool as fuck. So listen, I also want to say, put this on record. When he said it was late as fuck, that was not on my behalf. I sent um, him the copy of the receipt, and that bitch was supposed to be delivered like two. Because I just like randomly hit him up one day. I'm like, yo, just checking in. Did you ever get that package? And he's like, nah, still waiting. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like digging through. I have my wife dig through all of like the all our shipping receipts, and uh, she finds it. So I send him a picture, and it was supposed to be delivered two weeks prior to me hitting him up. It just never showed up, and then literally like the next week, he sends me this picture of the panel, just like it's literally a snap in three pieces. Yeah, <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, so I was like, look. Here's the deal. You got to keep that panel. I want you to still hang it up in three pieces. And I will make you another one and send it to you. But the deal is you have to keep the other one. Because that's going to be a dope story. You know what I mean? When like, somebody comes over and like, what the fuck is that? Then he can just tell like that whole story. You know what I mean? Yeah, be like, well, the post office is actually a shit company. Yeah. <laughs> How much time do you got? <laughs> yeah. Let's see. We got uh, Ray's Hell Daily. With the other with the other one here. It says huge seventy yard field goal attempt to the skin chandelier of the Captain Cunt Sheriff Deputy, who my bro who Oh man. People getting hammered and writing these in. Oh, I see he corrected down but there's a comment below. Who pulled my brother over after we were wrenching all night on his bike for not having valid registration, even though the DMV speaking of government-run businesses that are run poorly. The DMV is fucked and only taking appointments 20-plus days out. Damn, son! Yeah, dude, that, this is what I'm saying. You want these people to run your healthcare? Uh, Taking appointments 20-plus days out. (laughs) (laughs) Cocksucker didn't have to tow the fucking thing and get me out of bed at 4 a.m. to come pick him up. That does suck. Fuck, dude. Um, Peter Blacksmith crafts writes in again this motherfucker's angry this week he says also kicking the dick to my iron head simply for being it's a pain in the ass which is also my nickname peter <laughs> i'm glad he cleared that up because i was like i don't get it dude you like love animals or like no that's it that's an acronym forever oh i didn't know that dude oh, the other one is p-e right yeah what is that what does peter stand for People, every... for people for the ethical treatment of animals. Oh my God. How did you know that? <laughs> it's, they've you been in organizations since like the 70s. Everybody has heard of them. Huh. I would, 
I would think. I don't know. Uh, next one we got Auric <laughs> Builds. Now, that one, I don't know what Auric means. This is a new one to me. Uh, says, kick in the cunt to my bull terrier for thinking it was a good idea to spend two hours chasing the in-laws' neighbor's cows. Damn. What? Um, I assume he means that his in-laws' neighbors have cows and that he has a bull terrier. I don't know what a bull terrier is. Um that was chasing all the cows for two hours. A bull terrier is like a pit. Oh, shit. I assume it could catch the cows. I hope nothing happened. <laughs> that would be no good. Yeah. Um, Born Again Choppers, speaking of the homie, he says, whoever painted the inside of the Porter Johns with shit at the barbecue run deserves to have their tiny dick booted straight through the top of their skull and die in agonizing death. Also, kicking my limp pecker for not running an air filter and sucking up 50 pounds of sand into my engine, causing me to drop out of the chopper king. And then he has a second comment says, at Low Life Chopper Podcast. Furthermore, last week's I podcast. People, hang on. I love when people at you on your own page. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, I'm going to get the notification either way, right? <laughs> <laughs> he says at the Love Chopper Podcast, furthermore, last week's podcast was a kick in the dick itself as I was listening to it after I snapped off my main jet 250 miles from home because I didn't have the right wrench in my tool roll. Oh, the episode came out too late. That's it. He's like, hey. So I want to I wanna throw a shout out here because this, um, this was one of my stories I was going to forget about. So as he said, he snapped off the main jet and he ended up like Mickey mousing it together um, to like make it so kind of work. So then he was like, fuck, I need to fix this thing. So he's like, started walking around asking people if they had like the main jet or whatever. And I don't, I didn't get the dude's name, but um, this one dude was like, fuck it, dude. Just starts pulling stuff off his bike and just rips his carb off and was like, take this and gave him his entire carb rip. Oh, yeah, dude. It was off in excess, right? Yeah. I was like, what yeah. the fuck? It was the dude at the booth who had the three excesses out front. I don't remember that. It, he, yeah, I don't know if you went down that way. It was it just a little further down the main drag on the left. Um, maybe, the, maybe it was the paint guy or somebody else on the bike. Either way, that's super cool. Yeah, super dope that somebody do that. That's... That's awesome. I also don't know how not having the right wrench causes you to snap a jet off. Maybe he was trying to use like a Leatherman or like something like that. You know what I mean? Like a pair of pliers or something. I'll reach out to him. I'm going to get the real story. Something (laughs) something doesn't add up here. I don't know what's going on, but that's a fucking bummer. And I hope that you were able to get it home in one piece. All right. Yeah, I guess one piece because he broke it into multiple pieces. We got uh, 812 Inc. motherfucking Jerry says gigantic Hulk-sized kick in the tiny dicks of all the haters, especially ones that should be your friends. Stop being jealous or stop being pissed because your friends start doing good. We're supposed to lift each other up. It's easy to tell who your real support is. So all you haters can suck a big bag of hot, sweaty, hairy dicks. My goodness. Because it's time we distance ourselves from you. Real knows real. But real knows fake too. Yeah, this yeah. is one of the most truest statements I've ever had come in on this podcast. 
Yeah, I'm sorry he's going through that too. I don't know what this is in reference to, but this is so I'll say this. I'm not gonna put any names out there, but this is one of probably five or six people that have been feeling this exact way lately. Damn. Yeah, I get it, man. I fucking get it. And I'm like one of those dudes that like I always preach like help your fucking dude out. Like if your friends are succeeding, you should feel like you're succeeding. You know what I mean? You're part of that ride with them. Right. Like it just blows my mind when I see people like get jealous or like talk shit or whatever, because somebody like gets a come up. You know what I mean? Somebody like finally makes some progress or whatever. And like people get jealous or pissed off about it. It just doesn't, it makes no fucking sense to me at all, man. It does. It's not always a competition either. That, yeah, exactly. 100%. A lot of us do different things. I can't imagine why anybody would be, I don't know. I don't get that either. That's a shame that it's going on, though, and that whatever he's got, whatever he's going through, that somebody's that fucking pissed at him for being who he is. Let's see. Sailor Joe's Foot Locker put a bunch of laughing emojis. That's not what we fucking do here, bud. You got to write in an actual kick in the dick. Uh, Ironhead Lou says, I got to kick you both in the little baby dicks. <laughs> Man. Loctite's Chop Shop for looking like a miserable, unapproachable bag of pure anger all weekend. <laughs> There's some truth to that. Uh, and then nobody nobody needs that negativity. And then Grease was staring down at his dog's asshole instead of returning my good morning gesture early Saturday morning. <laughs> Uh, so in the comments, <laughs> comments, God, the comments got lit up on this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, listen, man, I fucking, I, I literally, it like makes me cringe when I read posts like this. Like when somebody writes in and says this shit, because does this not happen after every show? What? Somebody writes in like, oh, you guys look busy, or like, look at oh, this yeah. man. Seriously, listen. Your boy's not mad. That's just my face, bro. Everybody's always like, you look so unapproachable. That's why I told him, like, listen, grow a set next time and fucking come over and see me. That was like, hashtag locked out to big scary man. <laughs> That's it. He's not trying to, he's not trying to deal with all that. That's literally just my look. Like, I'm sorry. This That's just what it is, man. Just come over and say what up. <laughs> he did also say, uh, Let's let's all not forget to cunt punt the dick that decided to try and muscle his way through the Chopper King event in a fucking Hyundai. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think I remember seeing that. I don't know who that was. Like while the Chopper King shit was going on? Nah, I think it was like right like immediately after. Unless I'm thinking of a different car, but I definitely seen a car trying to push through there. When I think when they were doing the raffle shit, it's probably the one family that wasn't affiliated with the event. That <laughs> was just like, excuse me, can I fucking drive through here? We got, let's see, Free Wheels Burning 666, which by the way, welcome to the podcast. This is a new name I haven't seen before. Uh, says, hard kick in the disco stick to my shitty garage mate for covering my entire barn with fiberglass boat dust and not thinking to cover my bikes. Wow, that is super shitty. You know that's going to be a fucking mess. 
It's not like fiberglass is occasionally not a fucking mess. Seriously. Um, listen, this is when you need fucking underscores, dude. This like makes my fucking head hurt. But it's hoodie, hoodie ghost tattoo and art. Just it looks like the alphabet. Fucking stop doing that. Um, <laughs> he says, kicking the dick to no one making aftermarket carb support brackets for my bike, especially when I suck at fab. Ha ha ha. Shit. So I'm actually, I hit this dude up because he's got <clears> the same <throat> bike as Tony. So I might mock it, mock something up on Tony's. A sportsman? Yeah. He's got a Oh, dude, that's fucking simple. It's literally just a straight rod. That's what I'm saying. And people do make those. It's called the wizard dick. Ooh, get those wizard dicks then. <laughs> I think it's called wizard stick, but it's literally like a piece of metal that got like wrapped in a circle and then fucking it goes back up. It's dumb as fuck, but everybody loves them. Feeling <laughs> some type of way. I love it. Last up, we got Connor Rocks. One, two, two, three. Another new person to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Says foot smash to the cockles. For my barber school teacher making me write 2,500 words on timeliness for accidentally not sending an email because it was put into my draft box and for not having any time to shower for three days. I feel like an animal. Well, that's me at every show. Right? It is a struggle. Yeah. It, it was fucking buggy. Hot and buggy. I was, oh I was like, disgusting when Did I Did you left. already read Terminal Soul? No, I don't have Terminal Soul on my thing here. Wow, so that's the last one I have. Um, Terminal Soul says, kicking the dick to my adult responsibilities. I just want to ride my motorcycle on this beautiful day. Amen to that, bud. I hear you. I think we made it through. Rough it. All right, motherfuckers, we are through that, and I think it's time to roll into the recap of Backroad Barbecue Run. Uh, I agree. Let's make a happen, Captain. Good deal. Oh, also, I want to get can I do a shout out first. Yeah, do it. Um, because it's going to be in the story, but I just want to do it now. Um, shout out to Dusty. Um, he's the guy who's doing cheap thrills down in Jersey this year. If you haven't seen, it got moved to this motherfucking summer. Um, but anyway, she hit me up and was like, yo, I know this is confrontation, blah, blah, blah. There's a couple shows going on, but uh, were you guys thinking about coming here? And I was like, dude, fucking 100%. Me and Greece are about to be booking our motherfucking hotel rooms any fucking time now. That's and he was it. like, all right, good. I was hoping you would say that. And so he gives me this picture frame. And inside the picture frame is a picture of Seaside Heights, which is where this is at. Um, and it says, it's, so it's a giveaway for these guys. We will do it once we get closer to the show, but it is one free pass for an exclusive weekend at cheap thrills, paying for your hotel room for the weekend. And you will get a swag bag with like koozies, cups and all that bullshit inside. Dang. That's awesome. Yeah. So make sure you guys are following dusty. I think it's dusty NJ and follow cheap thrills. So you can get all the fucking latest information on the show. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. I promise this will be. This is easily has the potential to be better than 
any show on the West Coast. I promise you that. I'm not going to say what show I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> just the show, just from like what I can think off the top of my head, there's 15 bands playing. There's a skate demo. There's a van show. Um, I think two chopper shows. There's one that's like, I want to say Friday night, maybe. Yep. And then there's the pool chopper show Saturday night. There's a full-blown fucking swap meet. Um, it's going to be fucking ridiculous. I'm telling you, it's going to be ridiculous. You are not going to want to miss this. So make sure you go follow Cheat Thrills on Instagram. I think it's going down, what, September 25th, if I remember correctly? I, I cannot remember the fucking date. That's so far out that like, my brain can't even like process that shit. Yeah, just go follow Cheat Thrills. It'll be, on the, it'll be in the bio. All right, good deal. So let's get into this shit. We should start with the trip down. Okay. It, it was pretty. So we left Thursday. You guys were rolling straight through. I decided to stay at Fredericksburg, Virginia. Half, so like eight hours down. But then when you get in the fucking car and you're actually making stops and shit, it took longer than that. But I will say. I do not remember there being so many fucking tolls on the way down. Which way did you go? I didn't hit any tolls. Well, I hit I hit a couple in Jersey, and that was it. Yeah, Jersey has a, a shit ton of them. Jersey yeah, has like one after another. Yeah, you keep but going. They're all like a dollar ninety for some right. reason. Right, but you, it just feels like you're hitting a toll booth every five minutes when you go through Jersey. I don't even understand. Oh, I agree. I and agree. if you didn't have an easy pass. You just can't travel in the United States anymore, just so you know. <laughs> Were you doing this whole thing with cash? You probably don't have an easy pass, right? No, nah, I have doing cash. Oh, I, so, well, I do have, so I do have easy pass, but um, I was only taking my truck to Jersey, and then I got out of my truck. Oh, that's right. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, that's not so bad. What was the traffic like getting into Jersey? Because you kind of had to go off 95 and split over to like... It wasn't bad, man. I didn't hit any traffic there or home. Good. Not one bit of traffic. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty smooth sailing most of the way down. We got to Fredericksburg at like probably around 8 o'clock, I think. But when we were an hour and a half from the house... I look over at my wife and I realize that I did not bring the fucking laptop and I hadn't mixed the show yet. God. I'm panicking. I look over her. I'm like, we got to go back that we haven't missed an episode in like 146 episodes. And here we are an hour and a half from home with eight hours to drive thinking about potentially killing three hours going to back home and then back to where we currently were. So we pulled over. I was having like a, I can't believe this is happening moment. And then I would, immediately I was like, oh shit, wait a minute. Maybe Loctite didn't leave yet. So I called Loctite. Thankfully, he was rolling down with some of the homies who got to his house a little later than expected. And if they hadn't, would have been fucked. Because by the time uh, yeah, I if they hadn't, you, I would have been way past you. <laughs> I was supposed to I was supposed to roll out of my driveway at 8 a.m. And then it didn't end up leaving until like 10. Oh my God. Yeah, that's that's always a tricky thing. 
because you're like, God damn, I need to get out of here. But also, if you like you said, if you'd gotten out of there, I would have been driving all the way back to the fucking New Hampshire. Oh, that would have been so miserable. Yeah, so, and when you called me, I was literally like, I was the exit before your exit when you called me. Yeah, it literally, and I could have <laughs> just not realized it until a little bit later on. I don't even know what it was that, that jumped into my head that was like, hey, don't forget, you got to edit tonight. And thank God you were right where you were, and it all worked out. But, um, dude, I was, yeah, nervous as fuck. <laughs> that wasn't going to happen, and we were going to have to do some other shit. So thankfully that worked out, and we ended up meeting up at the motel in Fredericksburg. I got to see the whole fucking caravan. You guys are rolling down in Jerry's van with the trailer on the back with Jerry's bike stuffed in the back and then three apartments worth of stuff around it. <laughs> there was a lot of things in that van. I don't even know what it, what was in there. It's all shit for his van, like the cushions for the couches and all that shit. And then like his merch and my merch. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. When it packs down, it looks like a lot of stuff. I'm like, where are these yeah. guys going? But yeah. that was definitely... You guys rolled in there, what, 10 o'clock? Rolled in where? To the... Uh, to the hotel? Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds about right, I think. It was definitely in that ballpark, but somewhere between 9 and 10. Delivered the goods, so I had the laptop, and then took it back to the room, edited the episode, dropped the episode, and then I was like, cool, now I'll go to bed. Nope. Not a fucking chance. As I mentioned, I came down there with the dogs. Turns out when you buy dogs that are guard dogs and they hear any noise at all, they freak the fuck out and they just want to kill whatever's making that noise. <laughs> so I, this was their first night staying in a hotel and we did not sleep for more than 15 minutes at a time at any point Yikes. between them just getting up like, rah, 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 rah. And they would just hear, I don't know, I don't even know. They'd hear a fucking mouse three apartments down, and they would just, like, panic. All, all but had to lock them in the bathroom. I was about to just be like, okay, listen, you fuckers. You lay in this tub, and you don't go out, <laughs> and I'll put some fucking music on or something. But it was rough. Definitely a struggle. But <laughs> we, we got through it, and then back on the road the next day, smooth sailing, only four hours but the second day is when we met up with Full With Wood, Deep Six Cycles, uh, Scotty, and Rachel. So the next morning, we said we want to be out of there by 8. Everybody was on time. They had stayed at a campground the night before. And Dirty Builds actually went over there. It was like 10.30 when I finished wrapping with the episode. And they were like, we're just going to drive up to the campground. And I was like... <laughs> Okay, <laughs> not going to jump in on this one, but they went up there, partied with the four of those four of those guys, and then came back. Rest of the guys showed up at eight, and we rolled out thinking, okay, eight o'clock, we should be there by noon. We were about four hours from where we had to be. Soon as we go to pull out, everybody's like, okay, wait, we got to go to Sheets. I don't know if you guys know what Sheets is. It's like a gas station. A super gas station. It's a what? 
Like a super gas station. Yeah. It's like a gas station that also oh. takes custom breakfast sandwich orders. And is a, like, it's a weird combination of things, but it's, it's pretty cool. I was very hesitant. I was like, yeah, as much as you guys want to get these gas station sandwiches, I don't think I'm going to eat that. And they were like, no, 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 listen, <laughs> give it a try. It's not what you think. And admittedly it wasn't, it was much, it was much nicer than I expected, but uh, we're like, okay, we'll go to sheets real quick and then we'll get on the road. Cause you know how I get when I'm trying to travel somewhere. I'm like, look, we're leaving at this time. I don't want to do a bunch of other shit and like dick around and lose three hours. But I were on our way to sheets. We're like five seconds from the hotel. And all of a sudden we just got into formation full with wood pulls right out of formation and off into a parking lot. <laughs> like, Oh God, here we go. So we all, half of them don't have mirrors which is the same situation on my bike. So nobody even saw it. All the people that are riding dirty builds is up ahead leading. They didn't see it. So Fox and I just turn off and we go back to find him and all the other people see us turn. So then all the people on the bike start riding with us. Turns out his fucking throttle cable snapped. So not going nowhere. Pulls this thing into the front of like a pool repair shop where you can like buy parts for your pool, like chlorine and shit, parks it directly in front. So it's like in between two parking spaces. All of the other people show up and also pull in sideways across even more parking spaces. So there's zero parking spaces available in front of the pool store. Which oh is, my God. Which is trying to open and people who are coming to get, which I guess if you live in North Carolina, you show up fucking early for your pool parts. So Everybody, as soon as the business opened, everybody was out there and they're parking like seven spots away because it's just us in tools and cars and dogs laid out <laughs> all across the front of this business. And the owners are like, don't, they don't want to say anything, but you could tell they're like, what the, do you have to do this right fucking here? There's a million other places you could park. <laughs> you park it right in the front. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do about his throttle cable trying to like put a knot in it and put it back in there. That's not working. We call a couple bike shops and let me tell you, North Carolina. Oh, this wasn't North Carolina yet. This was still Virginia. So in Virginia, I don't know if this is just a Virginia thing or this is like all motorcycle shops, but we called three different shops and they, they either don't have a throttle cable, which is insane. How are you a motorcycle shop and you don't have a throttle cable? Uh, or yeah, that's kind of baffling. Yeah. Or they had the throttle cable, but they, in, in air quotes here, they don't just sell parts. They only install parts. And I'm like, what, what the hell is that? I'm like, I'm telling you the bike is broken down. I can't get it to you. And they're like, yeah, well we can't do it then. And I'm like, how are you in business? How the fuck is a, a motorcycle repair shop? Not who has a throttle cable that we need not going to sell it to us so we can go put it back on. I'm like, this is not a cam. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not that complicated, bro. You're, you're not even taking a cover off. You're just plugging it in at both ends. So they would not sell it. So we had to call multiple places and then they ended up going to a shop in person and just walking in. You know how like a, you've been to Manchester, Harley? Yeah. You know how they got like on the left-hand side, the fence, that like where all the the bike yeah, yeah, yeah. owns it. So they just like walked in the back and walked into the shop <laughs> before the place was open 
to just ask like, hey, I need a throttle cable. Can you help me out? Guy couldn't figure it out. He's like, well, our parts guy's not in, which again, how are you working on bikes at a motorcycle shop and someone needs a throttle cable and you like need a separate guy to figure that out? Like, yeah, you're the install guy. You can't find the throttle cable like you have. It just doesn't. I don't understand it for the life of me, how you can't put it together. So they literally had to wait for the parts guy to come back. It took like an hour. Um, Parts guy comes back. They get a throttle cable. Thank God. Um, And he brings it back and we are fucking back on the road. But it was definitely the wrong length. Definitely didn't fit in the sheath properly or into the car properly. So it was like zip tied six ways from Sunday. I'm like, this is the weirdest way to route the cable. That's what he had to do. And he made it work. He rode the rest of the way on that uh, ill-fitting throttle cable with no issues. So we got back on the road after that. Hit a bunch of like stop and go traffic. Lost the pack immediately. Ended up later on down like two hours down the road. I saw just full with wood and deep six, not dirty builds, not Rachel, not Scotty. I have no idea how they got separated. And then we got separated from the two of them again. So it was kind of all like a free for all for the rest of the trip. But we rolled in there at like three o'clock, I want to say. So not too bad. And it was, it was an eventful morning. We did end up getting sheets too. And sheets is pretty fucking, pretty fucking tasty. I don't think we have that up here, though. No, we don't. Do we have any super gas stations like that? Um, nah, not that I can think of that will just make them like custom like that. I mean, there's an Irving that's near me that has like a restaurant inside of it that you can do that, but that's it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so ride down was pretty good. What was it like for you rolling with Jerry? You, like I said, you guys showed up around like somewhere between nine and 10, but you were going the rest of the way right after the laptop handle. <laughs> yeah. So we went, after we left you, we had like um, just over four hours and man, it started getting tough at that point. Um, both of us were starting to get fucking tired and we seen like, Jesus Christ, that'd be like three accidents um, one of them was a four car pileup. Um, the other one was like a regular accident. And then the last one, like two exits before the campground exit, dude, yep. this thing was like, it looked like it went off the road at fucking 80 and then hit the center, like the, um, like the overpass wall. Yep. It was a truck. It was just like torn into four pieces. Uh, it was bad. The dude probably definitely did not live. Um, it was crazy as fuck. So yeah, we kept on talking. I'm like, fuck dude. Um, and like, so now we're down South. Like there's a lot of deer and like the wood line is super fucked up down there. It's like, you know, like here we have like a fucking four, no way more than probably like a 20 foot buffer of the woods and like the road usually, mm-hmm. uh, down there. It's not, it's like the wood line, the breakdown lane. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, if there's, like, any deer right there waiting to come out, like, you have no idea until it's out. Oh, yeah. You're talking about I, once you get right up to the campground area? Yeah. Like, when you get off the highway, like, there's no buffer of, like, the road in the woods. It's just, like, 
Yep. Woodline Road, Woodline. <laughs> I like. Sli- I actually slipped off the road a little bit driving on that area because I was wasn't even paying attention, and then all of a sudden it like narrows so fucking much. It literally is like you said. It's the white line, and then it's grass right next to. Yeah, the it's line. it's fucking crazy. They're not um, trying to spend any more money on the pavement for the four people that live out seriously. here. Seriously. Um, yeah. So that was we were definitely cautious about that because uh, we're rolling. Like I said, we're rolling in. Um, and like, I think we rolled in at like three thirty or something like that. Um, maybe four o'clock. I don't know. No, it's probably like three, three thirty. Um, so we fucking roll in and dude, that place in the pitch black looks nothing like it does during the day. So we roll in, you know, where like all the RVs were like parked in a circle there. Mm-hmm. So we roll in right there and you can't see the road on the left, like go down as the campground. So me oh, and Jerry, yeah, like, we're like, man, we got to be in the wrong place. We're, like, in a fucking trailer park. Because you couldn't tell there were campers. They were, like, trailers. We're, like, we're in a fucking trailer park and about to get killed by fucking some meth heads or some shit. Right? So I'm talking to Chopper Fisher on the phone because he's already there. And I'm like, yo, how the fuck do we get to you guys? And this motherfucker, <laughs> he's like, I'm near, like... With in the woods, and I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Sick. You're in the fucking woods. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, look for the fire," and I'm like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "Can we like get some actual directions, please?" Can we narrow and, this down? Yeah. <laughs> so he came up and like started flashing a flashlight, dude. We would have never known that road was there unless he flashed that flashlight because it just looked like a field. So yeah. we had no fucking idea. Um. So we end up pulling down there, whatever. And the only open spot we could like clearly see was behind the porta potties. Yeah. So we just pulled the van right behind the porta potties on the grass, and fucking unloaded some of the shit in the van so Jerry could climb in there. He went. Um, he ended up sleeping in there. I pulled my tent out, popped that real quick, and I slept on the ground next to the van. Um, but as soon as we pull in, everybody like started coming out of the woodworks, man. Um, Dan Glenson came up. We we're shooting the shit with him, one, uh, him and his homie for a while. Um, Astro Man, Chopper Fisher, um, Lucky yeah, from still partying. By the time you rolled in at three or four, yeah, Lucky from uh, Hard Luck's chain uh, chain on. You know that guy? Yep. Uh, he came up. So we're all just like shooting shit and uh, whatever and. Next thing I know, there's fucking 530 in the morning. I'm like, oh, my God. So I climb my tent, and uh, after everybody like, disappears, Dan Glennon like, started doing like, this thing where he would just like slowly like back away when everybody else was talking and like just disappear. <laughs> so I'm like, where did he go, dude? <laughs> so I'm like looking around for him. He's gone. Apparently, he was like, I needed to go to sleep. And I'm like, why didn't you just say that? <laughs> He just got an Irish goodbye. It. Yeah, so he did an Irish goodbye. It's every all weekend. He just kept doing it, um, <laughs> like literally the entire weekend. <laughs> hysterical. I'm yeah. I support it, man. Sometimes I'm like, what the just... fuck, dude? I'm a huge fan of the Irish goodbye, but like when you do it the entire weekend, I'm like, I'm going to kill you <laughs> <laughs> if I can find you. Yeah. Um, so I climbed my tent and. Uh, Dude, I had to, like, at this point, because now, like, I'm amped out that we're there. I'm, like, shooting the shit with people. And, man, I probably didn't fall asleep until, like, 6.30. 
And somehow I'm like the only one on the planet Earth that had full service there. At, yeah, I had full service, one, where, bro, surprise. Everybody was talking about how you're not going to have service. And I'm like, I got four bars. Well, I could, I would, the only, so like where we were camping and stuff, I couldn't have service. But if I walked, you know, like that dirt road you come in on? Yep. If I walked to like up where that elbow was, full service. But as soon as I walked down, it's like where the camping and field was, no yep. service. I'm like, how the fuck, dude? Yeah, that but, is weird. I kind of yeah, like was, how the campground is set up, though. It's a lot of like twisty, windy, small little campsites all throughout. It goes back further than you would think, too. It goes back so far. Um, yeah, so I ended up falling asleep at like 6.30 and get woken up at like 8. And Chopper Fish was literally outside of my tent with his XS650. And he's trying to tune it. So every time he kicks it over, it's just like a high idle. And it's like, what? And I'm like, oh, my fucking God, dude. I'm like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> Unzip my tent, dude. Roll out. My hair is fucking crazy. And I just like look around the corner, shop and fish. And he's like, what up, dude? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> is it tuned yet? Yeah. So I was like, all right, it's time to start the day, I guess. <laughs> Damn, getting started at 8 o'clock. That's too early if you got to bed at 5. Seriously. It was tough. I believe it. What was it like that first morning? Because we didn't get there that day until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, So the first morning... um... Every pretty much everybody was up by the time I got out at like eight. Everybody was just like wandering around doing the thing, checking out who was there. Um, dude, it was crazy when I woke up at eight, so I was only sleeping for like two and a half hours. And when I went to bed, there was like nobody, like no vendors there. I woke up in the morning and every vendor was there and set up. And I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> when the fuck did you guys show up? You snuck in like a bunch of Navy SEALs. Dude, it was fucking crazy. I feel like everybody's setting up, like all the vendors are setting up. Um, people are just like walking around, ripping mini bikes. Um, everybody's already drinking. Of course. Um, so I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to get my bike off a fucking trailer. So I rolled that fucking thing off. Um, discovered that I fucking ripped the wires out of my brake switch trying to put it on the trailer. Uh, yeah, fucking shit show, dude. Um, so then... I noticed, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? What is all over the cone of my fucking motor? And it's like, I'm, it looks like oil almost. So I'm like, this makes no sense. Is this fucking key fitting just not tight enough? Which wouldn't make sense because I put fucking um, plumbing tape on it and all that bullshit. So I'm like, this makes no fucking sense. Um, so I just wipe it off and then I fucking kick the bike over. And I'm like, this thing sounds fucked, dude. And it's like rolling black smoke. And I'm like, this makes no sense, man. This thing worked so good at the house. So yeah. I'm sitting there, it's idling, and all of a sudden it's like, Bleh, and dies. And I'm like, what the fuck? So I fucking go over to uh, Maddie. Thankfully, he has all his tools with him because he had to tune his carb. So I'm like, hey, you got a plug wrench? So he gives me a plug wrench. I pull my plugs out. They're fucking smoke, dude. Really? I'm like, how the fuck? So thankfully, I'm smart enough. I knew I didn't get to tune my car like all the way yet. So I bought 
um, a box and a half of extra plugs and brought them with me. Nice. Good call. So I fucking throw a brand new set of plugs in it, kick it over, and it starts right back up. And I'm like, this makes no fucking sense, man. So I start fucking with the car, and I'm like just closing the fucking fuel air, closing it, closing it, closing it, still just dumping fuel, dude. And then, bleh, dies again. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I try to kick it, kick it. I'm kicking this thing for like fucking 10 minutes. I'm like, you motherfucker. Fucking jump off the bike, pull the plugs. They're soaked in gas. I'm like, this literally makes no fucking sense, man. So I throw another fucking set of plugs in it, kick it over, jump on it. And I start ripping the thing back and forth. It's going fine while it's running. Um, Get it over to Jerry's van, park it there where I'm setting everything up fucking dies again so i'm like whatever fuck this thing <laughs> um so i leave that sitting there i set all my shit up um this is when i event this one i um, met panhead jim yep uh you you know him i didn't get like, to, i know him but i didn't get to uh, talk to him at the show yeah so this is the first time i ever met him i actually didn't even know what he looked like um but he walked up and he's like, hey, do you mind? He's like, at some point, can we shoot the bike and blah, blah, blah. And Jerry like, comes up and he's like, yo, that's fucking uh, Panhead Jim. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I had no fucking idea who I just thought it was like some dude. Um, yeah, it's tricky when, you know, like if you're not looking at these people's faces and people don't always right. look like they're doing their pictures. Right, especially like photographers because you usually never see them. You know what I mean? You see all their pictures. Yeah, um, okay, that's a good point. I actually went yeah, so, to Tugboat. I had met him two years ago. He looks like a completely different person. I can't yeah. say why, but like I did not recognize him at all. And then he introduced himself again, and I was like, "Holy shit! How did I not? I don't know." It's one. Then then you're able to put the pictures back together. Yeah, after. yeah. He was another dude that hung around. I was I hung out with him quite a bit around the uh, van while I was pinstriping. I pinstriped a uh, mini bike tank for him and shit. Yeah, he. Oh, uh, yeah, he cool showed dude. me that that super tiny little tank. Yeah, he's a yeah, really yeah. guy. Um. Yeah, so, like, he's trying to talk to me, and, like, I'm in the middle of, like, trying to figure out, because I got all my shit set up, so he's, like, trying to talk to me, and then um, Jess was going to do, like, the photo shoot on my bike and all that stuff, and so none of this, I was, like, just trying to get, figure out what the fuck's up on my bike, so, like, I'm just, like, blocking on shit, I feel like a dick, dude, I actually hit him up um, later on in the day, and I talked to him, whatever, but it kind of seemed like I'm, I'm short to him. It kind of seemed like I was just blowing him off, but I was just trying to figure out what the fuck was going on with my bike. And, um, so I ended up pulling the entire carburetor off. And now Dan's over there with me and we're like going through the whole thing. I'm like, well, maybe the fucking float bowl is not set. Right. So I re fucking, um, set the float bowl. I pull all the jets out, looking at all those, making sure those are good. Um, uh, making sure I definitely put the right ones in. So I put all that shit back together and um, get all back together. I throw a brand new set of fucking plugs in it. Um, two fucking primer kicks. Turn the ignition on, kick it. Boom, starts right up. And I'm like, fucking A. So it's just sitting, I'm letting it idle, blah, blah, blah. And it bleh, dies out again. I'm like, you fucking cunt. Like now I'm like starting to get really pissed off. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so I'm like, fuck it, dude. I, don't, I just do not care. Um, and like the weird, the thing that was like baffling me, I'm like, I'm running the jets that SNS calls for from my motor. And then I also checked on Chop Cold and see what everybody else is running. And everybody else is running these fucking jets. 
Um, and I know how to tune a fucking car. So I'm like, that can't be it. I've tuned these things a hundred fucking times. Um, so I'm like, I'm just like completely baffled. I'm like, how is it getting so much fucking fuel, man? Um, so I'm like, fuck it. I don't even care. So I just went about my fucking business. Um, <laughs> and then, so pretty much if I, it was, so it wouldn't foul out the plugs really. It was just wetting the plugs. So it wasn't in like a good spark and that's why it would die out. Yeah. Um, so then if I let it sit for like an hour, two hours, those plugs would dry up and I'd be able to it would kick over first kick again. So like every like couple hours I could jump on it, I could rip around as long as I'm moving and shit, I'm good. So I still got to ride. I took it out of the campground and then went right and like ripped down that long ass farm road. It's probably like, I don't know, five miles or something. So I did yeah. get to ride it. It felt so fucking nice. I went by myself. Um, it felt really good. Um, but I was just pissed that like I didn't have my bike set up how it needed to be set up. And I couldn't just rip it around all weekend, which was probably for the best because the roads out there, like the sand and shit was fucking terrible. So it was probably for the past that it was running terrible. Um, Lots of dumped bikes hitting that sand. Thinking like, oh, I'll rip it. It was tough. Mm -mm. Yeah, it was bad, dude. Like the sand was, and I come from like, I ride down a dirt road every motherfucking day. Um, and this dude, this isn't like a dirt road. This is like straight beach sand. This is like right I was like, yeah, yeah, the desert. Yeah, it, it was fucking bad. So maybe it was for the better that it wasn't running, but um, it was super, super fucking aggravating, man. I was getting so pissed off. Um, Did you ever figure out what was going on with this thing? Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ! Hold on one fucking second. Um, so this isn't part of this story, but I'll jump into it real quick. Um, so I got home, uh, I took Monday off and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking get into this. I'm going to figure this out and see what the fuck the deal is. And so I'm like racking my brain. I call a couple people and I like, I think I talked to who I talked to, Fetto. I'm like telling him everything. And he's like, this doesn't make sense, man. It sounds like you're going to have to go down to the jet or something. And I'm like, I, I'm like, that's what I'm thinking too. But it's like, this is literally what SNS calls for for this motor. Like it says it. You know what I mean? And you're talking like, about Dan too, who's also riding a shovelhead with a Subaru. Yeah, he, he's running a CV car though. Um, oh, okay. But like everybody, even all the guys on Tropical, they're all running these same exact things. And I know not everybody that says something online is true, but it's like if there's 30 guys that say it, it's probably true. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm like, this just doesn't make sense. So then just so happens I hit up Caleb Denton and I'm like, yo, happy birthday because it was his birthday and shit. <laughs> and um, so we're just like shooting the shit. He's showing me, he's like telling me about um, he's open like a parts line. He's going to like be making parts and all this shit and blah, blah, blah. And um, like sending me a bunch of pictures of the shovel head that he's building. And so I'm like, yo, I'm like, speaking of shovel heads, I'm like, um, I, I cannot fucking figure this out. I've literally gone through everything. I'm like, what do you, do you have any suggestions? And, uh, dude, he literally just said something. He was like, well, he's like, try taking out the, um, the main jet, uh, air bleeder, which is like, it, it's like that third one that's inside. I think it's to the right of the yeah. main jet. 
And uh, he's like, just try to blow that out and just see if like that's clogged. And I'm like, motherfucker, dude. So I, as soon as he said that, I was like, I figured it out. And he's like, what? So on the front of, I'm such a fucking idiot, man. On the front of um, a super e-carb, there's a little hole on the left-hand side. It's like, so it's like the three bolts where it bolts up. And on the left-hand side, there's a little hole. And yeah. that is um, the air bleeder. That's like where it bleeds. I just took my fucking sardine box um, intake and just slapped it right on, dude. Totally forgot to drill the fucking hole out. Uh, so I was just completely right. say that in the kit where like if you're going to cover yeah. this hole. So I completely front. blocked it off, dude. And it was just dumping all of the fuel. Damn. So that's just him saying, just him saying, he's like, take out that fucking bleeder jet and just blow it out. And I'm like, fuck. Yep. Instantly, I I was like, I'm like, dude, I never drilled the hole. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, the fucking breathe hole, dude. I put a brand new intake on it and never drilled the fucking hole in the intake. And so there's another screw for anybody else that runs this. There's a screw directly underneath it. It's an Allen head. So if you don't drill that hole out, there's a Allen head screw that you can take that out. And that makes the bleeder go down instead of out. So that's yeah, what I ended up doing. But it's like, I just can't believe like the smallest detail. Um, and like, I don't think I didn't think of this the entire time. Like that would have never crossed my fucking mind because it's something that's so simple. You know what I mean? Like in my head, I was like, it's got to be something inside the jet has to be fucked up or the bowl has to be fucked up or something is fucked up. And it was just an error fucking on my behalf. I was in such a rush to get everything done. And so this makes sense because, and I double checked because I, so the bike was still loaded in my truck when I was talking to him. Yeah. And um, so then I start questioning. I'm like, did I not drill that fucking hole? So then I'm like, let me, I'm like, what was that video? The video that I put up of the first time I kicked it over on Instagram. I'm like, was the fucking carb on? So I'm like, looking for this video, looking for this video, pull up the video. I mean, not the carb. It was the air filter on. I pulled up the video, no air filter on the bike. I'm like, fucking cunt, dude. That was a fucking problem. Uh, so, okay. So yeah, you didn't have it on at the time. Yeah. So that was the whole fucking problem the whole time, dude. Wow. <sighs> fucking fade in my ass. Fucking pain in my ass. Hey, that's a good reminder that uh and it was like I, I think I think the biggest problem is like I was at the show, I'm in the middle of a field, it's like 70 degrees outside, and I have like the pressure on me, you know what I mean? It's like get this thing running so I can ride it around, rip it, and do whatever. And so it's just like that little thing to just never crossed my fucking mind. And then as soon as he said the air bleed, I was like, fuck. I actually, when I was watching the carb, because you gave me that rebuild kit for mine, and I rebuilt it. And then once I'm rebuilding it, I'm watching all their videos of like how to, you know, how to tune it, how to reset it to factory settings and all that stuff. And I remember hearing that part of like, hey, if you're, if the air cleaner you're running is going to block this thing in the front, make sure you open up this other one. And I was like, huh, I wonder who has to do that? Like what kind of air cleaner is going to block this thing? Well, uh, like, so if you like most, so like the teardrop comes stock like that, you know what I mean? 
it has that hole in it. Right. Like any other plate that you would put on there, unless it's specifically made for a super e, wouldn't have that hole. Oh, so you didn't open up the other one. You just drilled out a hole in the plate to give airflow into that hole. Well, that's what you're supposed to do unless you open up the other one. But I didn't do either because I just I'm wasn't saying, even yeah, thinking. What did, what did you end up doing? Did you end up undoing the Allen thing or did you end up drilling the hole? I just undid the Allen thing because I didn't have, I mean, the the bike was still in the back of the truck. Yeah, no, it's so much easier to undo the Allen thing anyway instead of trying yeah. to get it out. So, yeah, I was like, motherfucker, dude. The dumbest thing, but at least I'm, I'm glad I fucking figured it out. Shout out to Caleb Dent for just, like, saying little keywords that I needed to hear to figure it out. That's it, man. Sometimes that's all you need, right? <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So when we rolled in there, too, I got to share this story because we we get in there, we're saying hi to everybody, and it's looking fucking ominous. Like, it was bright and sunny, beautiful on the way down. I was saying to my wife, like, hey, what was that? all that bullshit about rain? There's no fucking rain. We're good. We get there. We're setting up the tent. Literally, as we're setting it up, all of the sun goes away. It was like that scene from 300 where they shoot the arrows and then everything gets dark. And you're like, what the fuck is about to come down right now? The dude sitting next to us, whose Instagram name I don't know, I know his name was James because he was just set up in a hammock right next to where we were. And we started talking about, he came in on like a, actually had a really nice shovel that was like almost stock, but yeah, just modded enough with the chunky front and the nacelle on the headlight. Dude, you saw that one? Yep. Dude, I thought that bike looked perfect. Super clean, dude. The other thing was dope. Just the right amount of stuff done to it. Um but yeah, so he's sitting there. He goes, dude, I'm from this area. It's not going to rain. It just does this all the time. And he's like, I watch. It's going to get really dark and then it's going to get really light. And then nothing's going to happen. Five seconds after he says that huge crack of thunder in rain just starts pissing down. <laughs> so we're like, oh, what the fuck are you talking about? bud? I thought there wasn't supposed to be any rain. Everybody's fucking scrambling. We had like half the shit unpacked. It was just like all sitting out all of our clothing, our sleep gear. We're trying to like rush to get the tent set up. Dirty builds is trying to help us stretch the rain cover over top of it. And a bunch of shit ended up getting soaked. And then right after that, it did stop raining. It only, it only rained for like 15 minutes, just enough to soak our gear. And yeah, then, but then it like hailed and fucking everything else. Yeah, dude, it literally hailed. I forgot about that. I was. In I remember they were going around on a golf court and like, uh, I mean, yeah, golf court, a golf cart. <laughs> and with a megaphone it was like it's gonna hell get in shelter and i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah it, it was bad it came out of fucking nowhere just torrential downpour and hail and i feel bad a lot of other people's shit got soaked way more than ours did but Dude, i was standing in line at the fucking hot dog cart and i was pissed but i had to run out of there because the fucking canvas tool was just like flapping up and down i was gonna fucking decapitate somebody <laughs> and I was like, I am out of here, dude. Too much crazy shit is about to go down right now. Yeah. And yeah. we're in the middle of a field, like every tornado's dream, just a field with a bunch of people in it. Just just waiting to fuck somebody up. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it was it was fucking wild. I guess they just get all kinds of crazy weather like that all the time, and like tornado watches and shit. We don't have to deal with that up here, so we're pretty pretty lucky in that aspect. We also don't have those weird ass the things that hang out in the moss, those chiggers that everybody was oh, yeah. like, hey, look out for this shit because yeah, chiggers will get you. The burrow into your hands or whatever the fuck i don't know they remember when i went to georgia they said the same thing they're like don't touch the fucking moss after i touched all the moss they're like hey <laughs> they saw me touching the moss and they're like you should stop touching the moss because that's how people get chiggers and i was like i should go wash my hands so they got all that <laughs> on there too apparently they were all over the field I, they also told me after my dogs ran in the field for like an hour they were like yeah you shouldn't let your dogs in that field and i'm like you seen me out there you don't want to fucking come tell me while I'm like, hey. Dude, so I totally forgot where we even were. And when I was working on my car, I was laying on my back in the field trying to get that back. I was just going to try to drop the bowl, but I just didn't have the right screwdrivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm laying on my back. And then like it just like randomly popped in my head. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> I yeah. fucking jumped up, ripped my shirt off, and I started like, swinging it, like trying to get everything off. And I'm like, mother. Fuck you, dude. Well, I got to say, I don't know why they would be in the field because they're usually in the moss and there's no trees in the field. I mean, it's shitty out there, though. Maybe. I don't know. So I ended, my dogs didn't end up getting anything. And Fox was out there with fucking sandals. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing wearing sandals on this trip? This is not this is not a good place to be walking around in those. But nobody got ticks. I got to Look, I just, so I just looked it up real quick just so we can be uh, more educated next time. Yep. Chiggers are found all over the outdoors, including grassy fields, along lakes and streams, and in forests. Fuck. It sounds just like ticks, then. Yeah, well, it says uh, chiggers are members of the family, the same family that includes spiders and ticks. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> Remind me not to, I don't know. I was like, North Carolina would be a great place to live. And then they're like, yeah, you got to watch out for all these kind of like, and then everything was poison ivy. And I was like, fuck North Carolina, maybe. <laughs> Sounds like they got a lot of weird shit going on down here. <laughs> Probably got scorpions oh. and stuff. All kinds of shit. That. Yeah, exactly. So the event itself, super cool. They had a bunch of, like this was so I would say there was probably 300 people at this thing. Oh yeah. Super well attended. You pull in, there's like a a main drag area that's probably 100 feet long where like the check-in tent was and they had this roped off area that I didn't know what it was roped off for. Later on we'd come to find out that that was for the bike games. So they had and you'd probably be able to give a better rundown feel like people would like to hear about the bike games. I didn't stay too long at the bike games because my dogs were being pieces of shit and like barking way too much. So I had to take them away. Do you want to give people a rundown on what the bike games were? Um, so I missed like the whole first half of it. Cause I was pinstriping a Ford motherfucking Ranger. <laughs> oh, your favorite, the Ranger. Um, when I got there, they were doing the slow race. Um, they then they did like where they put the cones in a line and like you weave in and out of the cones and then from there I think they did like a beer chugging contest maybe I couldn't really see over the crowd 
Um, I think it was something like that. And then it went on to um, arm wrestling. It was super dope. I it, They set it up uh, really good. People were fucking amped. Um, there was definitely like, it was amped up. That's what everybody was talking about. It was like Chopper King and like, it was, it was pretty fucking rad. It was a really good idea. That's awesome. Yeah, people were stoked on it. And a lot of people, a lot more people than I thought participated in the bike games. It was very well attended. I was thinking like, okay, you get maybe 10 people. They had a big fucking list of people that were all like, you could barely find a place for everybody to, to, to park in the staging area just to get ready to come into that other area and compete in the games. People weren't fucking around, man. No. Everybody wanted the title. (laughs) You know what I felt bad for though? As a person with a foot clutch, the entrance to the games area was a slow left turn in the sand. And I was like, (laughs) this is the most hazardous way to have to enter something because you're just guaranteed to tip over and then stall your bike out. And I was watching some people struggling. I was like, yeah. this should have, been, should have been on the right. We should have entered from the other side for all these. Dude, that corner was tough. <laughs> it's tough even if you get to put your feet down, but if you got to keep your left foot up. <laughs> those are the only, those are the things you only notice when you ride that bike and you're like, mm, I, I certainly wouldn't want to have to do this. <laughs> that should have been one of the games right there. Who could make this fucking turn effectively, but super cool. Tons of people. It was just a really like laid back weekend of everybody kind of hanging out, swapping stories, lots of beers flowing, all around good time. The first night, or excuse me, well, I guess first night for me, second night for you, a little rough with the burnouts. (laughs) Oh my God, dude. I listen, so I'm not one to get pissed. Um, when people are fucking acting rowdy, like I get it. Yeah, it's you know a, what I mean. The bike show. Um, yeah, like it's a fucking bike show. You expect somebody to be like 3 a.m. Hey, just in case you forgot, we're at a motorcycle show. Blah 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 blah. blah. You you expect that? Yeah. Um, what went down Friday night was not that. <laughs> this was just hammer it all fucking night long dude it never ended like never ending so fucking loud like literally right next to me and i'm like dude there was one point where i unzipped my tent and i was grabbing my boots to put my boots on and i was gonna beat someone's ass in the middle of the night like no bullshit but that happened to me the time when they were just ripping down the road yeah holy fuck was i mad dude like i get like i said i get it have your fucking fun. Do your fucking thing. But when you're just holding that bitch off the fucking red limiter, literally for the entire fucking night, good way to get beat up. It gets old. Yeah. We heard it. We get it. Now stop. Yeah. It was just too much. The fucking, the dogs handled that better than they handled the hotel. I couldn't believe it. That's pretty amazing, actually. They didn't bark at anything. I think it's just because there was so much constant noise that it never got quiet enough to like hear specific things. You're just always hearing shit constantly. Right. So 
didn't end up yeah. being too too bad. It got. I will say though, I I kind of figured that North Carolina was like just a warm place all the time. It was fucking chilly. Dude, it was cold as fuck. That was a cold night. I was like, oh, it's North Carolina. How bad could it be? I'll pack my lightest sleeping bag. Big I did the same thing. Big same man. thing. Not warm enough at all. I was freezing nope. that thing. So I was cold. I was. So, I'll say this. I wasn't cold once I like got all situated and I was in bed. Yeah. But like getting in my tent and like taking my boots off and taking my hoodie off and all this shit, I was like, holy fuck, dude. And then, like, initially getting in the blanket, I was like, dude, it is fucking cold. But I didn't wake up, like, at all during the night, except for that bullshit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I, I, like, literally can't even, like, stress on that part enough. Like, that shit got me fucking heated, dude. <laughs> like, dude, I, I, I'm not even kidding. Like, I'm talking, like, real-life fucking putting my boots on and going to fuck someone up. Cause it was like it wasn't even like, like I said, like blah 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 blah. blah. It was like blah 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 blah, blah and just like kept yeah. going and going. And I'm like, ever we get like, it. Like, it would stop, right? And then like it would stop, and I'm like, oh my god, thank God, dude. And I'd roll over, finally fall back asleep. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, dude, clearly drinking tonight. So would it just happen like the eighth time? I'm like, that's it. I don't give a fuck who it is that get hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it comes to a point where, like, you're doing it that fun, and then it comes to a point where like, you're just being a fucking straight dickwad. Yep. 30 beers later, it's hard to know the difference. Yeah, so, wasn't having that. And I was pissed, because, like, so, Friday night, um, no, sorry, not Friday night, Friday day, um, because I was like having the fucking bullshit trouble with my bike, I was like, "Fuck it!" I was supposed to paint Friday and Saturday. Didn't end up painting Friday because I got way too fucked up. Because I was pissed off. Um, so then I, I went to bed earlier Friday night so I could wake up like first thing Saturday morning and get all the shit done that I needed to get done. Because I told I talked to a lot of people and I had like a lot of shit lined up to paint. So mm-hmm. then I was like, "Well, now I have to do two days worth of painting in one day." <laughs> so went to bed like fairly early, like I think one o'clock. Yeah. And um so like that was like another thing that pissed me off. I'm like, dude, I literally have to like and I know it's nobody else's problem, but I'm like, I literally have to work tomorrow. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And uh so whatever, it fucking pissed me off. Um past that point. So wake up in the morning and um actually text Fatman, I'm like, yo, if you guys want to make a run of town tomorrow in the morning, let me know. Cause I gotta go grab smokes and shit. Uh, before I sit down to pinstripe. So I wake up at like 7.30 whatever, and um, me, Fat Man, Emma, and Astro Man jumped in a car, flew into town, uh, went to Bojangles. Fucking so good. Their sweet tea is amazing, dude. Yeah, you're I'm saying actually having my, sweet teas. Yeah, I'm having my wife look it up and see if she can order it online. It's so fucking good. Um, which was, ended up coming in key, dude, because... Let me just touch on the pollen in fucking North Carolina. Holy shit, dude. Oh, yeah. We didn't even mention this. Oh, my God. I was like, it was so bad that before I seen Greece, I was like, 100% your boy caught the fucking Rona. I thought I was fucked. I'm like, I am fucked, dude. Like, I could not. 
taste anything. I couldn't breathe. I had fucking snot thrown down my face. I'm like, I don't know what the Rona is, but this might be it. And then I see Grease come walking towards me, and I'm like, oh, thank fucking God. Because you look as bad as me, if not worse. Dude, it was, it hit me like a fucking truck. Dude, it was bad. Like, even, like even now, I'm sure everybody can hear it. I've been coughing this entire episode. Like, still, like, my nose is clogged up. Yeah. It, that was like the beatdown from hell from fucking Mother Nature. Yeah, that was no joke. I don't know how people do it and and, and and like rolled in the same way we rolled in and did not get destroyed. It doesn't make sense to me, dude. I was thinking, I was like, well, maybe it's because like they have different shit down here. So maybe it's like different pollen that we're not like exposed to usually. But there were other people who came from right. the Northeast. Right, and that's what I sat there, and I'm like, well, how are these guys okay? <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's why I was like, I got Rana. But then when you gave me that, what was that Zyrtec assumption that you gave me? Yep, the Zyrtec. That, like, made me, like, pretty fucking good for most of the day Saturday. Thank God. But, um, yeah, reason I brought this up, that sweet tea, dude, was, like, a lifesaver. It was the only thing that could, like, keep my throat dry. I mean, um, wet enough, like, throughout the day. I drank a whole half gallon of that sweet tea. Damn. <clears throat> yeah. It was bad. Dude. I was like, fucking A, I'm going to die. Like, my eyes were so itchy. My nose was so fucking stuffed up and, like, on fire. I mean, it literally felt like someone just headbutted me in the face. <laughs> yeah, it, dude, it, it was pretty much that whole first day. I had to just take two of those Zyrtec and just blow my nose for four hours straight yeah yeah it was terrible and i took that shit before i went down because some people are like oh you got to take it before you go into that area and i'm like yeah motherfucker i did i didn't do a goddamn thing <laughs> i yeah. still got destroyed so i don't know maybe some people just got the got the genetics to be able to shrug it off Yeah, I definitely do not have those genetics. I can tell you that. But after a day, it started to it started to get manageable. Saturday, it was more manageable. Still not great. <laughs> like you said, I was I was also we went to go grab some shit from the general store there, and I was just like noticing that I was not smelling any of like the fields or anything like that. And I was having that same thought as you of like, Oh, I got the fucking Corona right now. I yeah. can't smell the fields. I don't smell the, the flowers and the pollen or any of that shit. And uh, then all of a sudden we passed one area that had a bunch of like cow shit. And I smelled it immediately. And I was like, Rona free. Yep. So what <laughs> overall though, awesome fucking event. Agreeing. Agree. They definitely threw a dope ass event. Everybody was super fucking chill. Um, I think the best part for me was like, I got to see so many bikes that I've never seen before, and and just talk to so many different people. And like, not saying it's a bad thing because like I love going to our shows and like talking to the same dudes every fucking time. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, it's just like refreshing to like go way outside of like your area and like just talk to new dudes about like what's going on down there you know what i mean like 
it was just it was fucking super rad. I got to meet a bunch of different fucking um vendors out there. So it was cool, man. I had a great time. Definitely. I'm glad we went. This was definitely one to one to get to. Big time season opener. That was like the only way to come back from Rona. <laughs> yeah. Had to be at it. If you didn't go, you missed the fuck out. It was definitely yeah. the greatest, like, let's go back to regular fucking life event that you could ask for. Man, and a little bit of riding that I got to do while I was there was, I really wish my bike was running good. Because, it is, dude, the riding around there is gorgeous. It's, like, nice, like, and I know we're complaining about the roads before, but it's, like, a bunch of nice, tight, like, narrow, curvy roads, like, through farm country. It's fucking sick. And the roads aren't terrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, the roads it would have been nice to like, put down like some fucking miles while I was out there. I agree. I was I was definitely feeling not having the bike. But we're home with it now. And now it's oh, by the way, the just to put this out there, Deadbeat is doing a ride this Saturday, leaving from the Londonderry, um, I call it the Londonderry. It's in Londonderry, but the Pipe Dreams Brewery. They're doing a ride? They're doing a ride, a uh, something anniversary ride. I don't, are you sure it's a ride? Oh, yeah. I thought it was like, because it says from 10 to 4 at Pipe Dreams. So I thought they were just like having a party at Pipe Dreams. Oh, I could have sworn it was an actual ride. Maybe not. I'll double check, but either way, check Deadbeat's page. They've, I'm sure they've got it listed. Yeah, that was like one of my things to talk about today, and then I didn't. Now we will. Uh, Fish Tank hit me up about it to see if I was going, and I told him yes, but now I'm realizing we're because we went down to Back Road, which was Mother's Day weekend, we did not have the kids with us, so we might end up celebrating Mother's Day this Saturday, in which case I won't be able to make it to the Deadbeat thing. But we're going to see what the plan is. I don't know for sure what we're doing yet. So to be determined on that one. But I want to make sure I throw it out there so everybody who's listening, if you're in the area and you want to go party at Pipe Dreams, awesome brewery, delicious beers. Yeah, they had like a Fruity Pebbles beer before, didn't they? A what beer? Fruity Pebbles. Oh, I don't know. They, like, steeped it in, like, Fruity Pebbles or something or whatever they do, steeping. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Some hipster shit. But they made, like, <laughs> they, like, made some beer with Fruity Pebbles somehow, and it looked fucking delicious. Damn. Yeah, no, I hadn't heard about that, but I haven't also haven't been there in a while, so it could very well be. I just seen it on, like, the Instagram page or some shit like that. I don't remember. Nice. All right, so before we get too much further along here, let me go ahead and just thank some of the people that make this show possible. First up, I lost my train of thought. We got Hypnic Jerk Customs. We're going to switch up the order. We always do the same order. Hypnic Jerk Customs out of Sydney, Australia, making some of the dopest taillights, indicator lights, headlights, jockey shifters, points covers, and more. This man does custom orders 
he's full time with this gig. So if you got something you want him to make from the, from the deepest, darkest places of your mind, he's fucking game. So hit up hypnic jerk customs on Instagram or hypnic jerk customs.com. And he will get you sorted out. Next up, we got B3 babes, bikes, and beards out of the Chelsea, Massachusetts area. Looking forward to some bike nights coming. Spring is upon us. Summer is upon us. So follow babes, bikes, and beards. They will give you the info on what they've got going on and when it is. Next up, we got Stay Strong Co., maker of the hoodie I'm wearing on my fucking body right now and the only hot sauce enjoyed by both members of the Low Life Chopper podcast. Awesome dude. Awesome company. Great gear. USA made gear. Love them. So make sure you're following Stay Strong Co. LLC on Instagram. Cop yourself some hot sauce and grab yourself a hoodie and a t-shirt. And then we've got, you want to do Deadbeat Customs? We got the homie Steve at Deadbeat Customs um, making a little bit of everything for everyone. Um, he has shit for the chopper dudes, diner dudes, and he can get you fucking set up with all your riding gear and travel bags. Um, helmets, he's got it all. Check out DeadbeatCustoms.com, Deadbeat Customs on Instagram, and Deadbeat Customs on YouTube. Make sure when you go buy that Deadbeat Retreat ticket, use Low Life at checkout to save some motherfucking money. And if you're trying to have some beers and uh, hang out with a bunch of queers, get over to Pipe Dreams this weekend <laughs> from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. <laughs> Love it. Let's see. Do we? Is that oh, it? we got Faro uh, Fabrication located in Londonderry, New Hampshire for all of your motherfucking welding needs. If you got something you need either repaired fabricated want to bring your bike by get some shit welded up or you need me to come to you just hit up ferro fabrication on instagram or click the link in the instagram bio to check out the website and also when you're on that website check out the blog and leave a comment on what you might like to see a blog post on that thing's been kind of neglected for a while we've been doing other stuff but uh I want to get back into that blog. So if you're into welding and fabrication, you got a topic you want to hear about, let me know and I will get a blog post up for it. Last but not least, we got the Unicorn Ranch. Could we look at the motherfucking Unicorn Ranch? Yes. <laughs> uh, we do everything vinyl. So listen, I say this every time. Some people are like, I don't know what that means. Uh, we do heat press vinyl. Uh, we do not do screen printing. We do heat press bottom. Um, we can do shirts, hats, koozies, uh, custom show banners, coffee cups, whatever the fuck you need. We can make it happen. Um, <coughs> hit up Unicorn Ranch on Instagram um, or Lockside Shop Shop, whatever. And also hit me up for any of your pinstriping needs. Perfect. Um, off that note, so I want to give a huge shout out to everybody um, that came over and had me paint some shit for them. Um, I was super fucking busy pretty much all day Saturday. I think I paid it for like 
easy six to seven hours. Um, it was a blast. It was super cool because like the people wouldn't just like drop the shit off and leave. Um, yeah. They was like shoot the shit for a while. I had a couple guys like sitting behind me watching me, and it was dope, man. I had a fucking blast. And at first, I was a little nervous. I'm like, man, how am I gonna do with like people just like sitting over my shoulder? Um, but honestly, I think it made me paint better for some reason. I think I was like wasn't like thinking about it as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so I laid down some pretty fucking dope ass designs this weekend. Um, everybody was super fucking happy and damn man, shout out to all you guys that fucking kept me busy this week and it was a blast. Love it. And also, and also I apologize for anybody that thought I looked like a dick. Um, my bad. <laughs> That's just what your boy looks like. I was busy. I was in the fucking zone. Um, but yeah, feel free to come hit me up when you see me at shows. I promise me and Greece are not scary people. We just look like assholes. <laughs> we will talk to you. We won't fucking big time you, but do introduce by your name. It makes it easier for us to fucking yes, know who we're talking Somebody, to. I hate like listen. making it seem like we're trying to like big time people, but it's just Yeah, and it puts it puts you in like such an awkward situation, man. And like listen, I'm not saying that like you're not important for, enough for us to like dig through your fucking background and pull up your original birth certificate so we can get your biological name and shit. But like when we only talk to you on Instagram, we only know your Instagram name. Unless your fucking actual name is in your Instagram, we have no idea what your name is. Or um, unless you post a lot of pictures of your face, we right. probably don't know you by sight. And you might not know us by sight, you know? So I'm not trying to say like, hey, everybody knows us and we don't know you. It's just that like, it's fucking hard to know who's who sometimes. So yeah, it's so much easier. Like if you just come up time you, because right. you don't know right off the bat. Yeah. You're Cause like a lot of people come up and like, Oh, what's up, man? It's James. And I'm like, what's your Instagram name? Now? <laughs> yeah. Then, it's like, I had no idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, it, to know. it sucks. It makes me feel like a shit bag, but <laughs> I'm like, man, if you would have just said your Instagram name, this whole fucking me feeling off or by would just not have happened. Yeah, so many. There were a couple moments where I where I felt like a shit bag over the weekend, and I was like, "Oh man, I just can't." Yeah, I have bad facial recognition sometimes, so don't yeah. don't take it personally. Believe me, anybody who I talked to that weekend, it was awesome to actually meet you in person. Yeah, and, it's uh, cool as fuck to like actually meet these dudes and like put like uh, a body behind all of the comments and shit talking. Yeah. Exactly. Like the, like the uh, Davies Rocket, like I was super fucking mad. I talked to him a lot. Um, and old tugboat. I so I didn't really get to talk to him. Um, what was the show that he seen us at? Was it Cheap Thrills? What's that? What was the old tugboat? Was that Cheap Thrills where I first yeah, met I him? That Greasy Dozen two years ago. Was he at Cheap Thrills? He might have been at Cheap Thrills. I don't think I saw him at Cheap Thrills, but I think he was there. <laughs> I thought I think I'm pretty sure I met him for like a brief second there. Um, like this was like the first time sniffling like crazy, dude. Bad, it's fucking terrible. Um, yeah, so this is like the first time I actually like had time to sit down and talk with him. Um, so that was super dope. Same thing with Roly, um, from Born Again Choppers. I only seen him for a brief second too at Cheat Throws. He like hooked me up with some dice for my birthday and then, um, we didn't get to talk that much. We got to talk for like a few minutes. Um, so it was super rad to be able to shoot the shit with him, like 
literally chill for hours. Um, it was cool as fuck. Um, God, it's so hard to remember everybody I talked to. Right. There's so many people. I hate, I, I need to stop bringing a notepad or something so I can like, here, write your name down. And, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> it's tough, dude. Write your name down so I can get the shout outs right. Yeah, I don't know, man. There was a bunch of fucking people. Um, I appreciate all you guys coming up and shooting the shit and hanging out and all that bullshit. Um, listen, and don't take it some type of way because I'm not saying the name right now. Like I said, there's a bunch of fucking people, uh, especially once I started Pinstripe. And those people that have never heard of the show before coming up and talking to me. So it was like so many goddamn names to try to remember. But I do appreciate all you guys that came up and uh, let me paint some shit and gave me some conversation. Um, dude, so fuck, man. I was hoping that this dude's girlfriend was going to reach back before I got to this point. Um, I cannot fucking remember his name for the life of me, dude. I know it's going to pop in my head as soon as this episode's we're done recording this. Um, but so her name's Hannah Jackson. I don't, I cannot believe I don't remember her fucking boyfriend's name. So he was the one who hit me up. He came over and he was like, yo, man, I've been listening to the show for fucking ever. Me and my dad listened to it in the shop. Um, he's like, but the thing that sucks is I have no social media at all, like zero. He's like, so I've never been able to reach out to you guys. And he's like, you guys should like do an email or something. And so I was like, dude, I'm like, so we set up an email so people could reach out to us and we would say it every week, but we'd never got an email because everybody's on social media. Um, so I told him, I was like, look, I will throw it out there for you. Um, and for anybody else that doesn't have social media and you can only hear the show and if everybody reply or like send us a question or whatever, um, we do have an email. It's at uh, lowlifechopper, lowlifechopper at, gmail. at gmail.com. Yeah. And so um, I think that um, I actually think even Lisa at Chop Cult had this wrong because she said she had sent us something. It never came through. The confusing part might be it's not lowlifechopper podcast at gmail.com. Yes. It's just lowlifechopper at gmail.com. Yes. Well, we monitor that. We see that email every day. Um, <coughs> that's the email where we get all the notifications when bitch-made people report our podcast to get episodes taken down. Uh, but we also have gotten a couple good emails in there, too. But it's, it's very seldom used by anybody because, like you said, they, they usually just reach out on Instagram. So Right. If you do want to reach out that way, you can always get in touch with us. And listen, when his when his girlfriend finally answers me back on Instagram, I will give you the shout out next week because um, I definitely want to shout him out. He was so he was the last um, person I did work for on Saturday. Um, he had a Ford Ranger, and he was like, "Look, man," he was telling me like all about. It. He's like, "I started building this bike, and I've been crushing it every fucking night trying to get it ready in time so I could bring it here and show you guys." he's like, and I was saving money to have you pinch drive it for me. He's like, um, I didn't get to bring the bike. I ended up fucking not getting it done enough in time. He's like, is there uh and I guess like, he was like, kind of like bummed out about that. And uh, so I think he said like, it was his dad, maybe, or maybe it was his girl was like, we'll just have him pinch drive the truck. Cause he just got a new Ford Ranger. And I was like, he's like, is that anything you'd be interested in doing? And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm like, where's your camp at? I'm like, as soon as I finish up this shit, I'll end my night and I'll come down there and I'll pinstripe the whole tailgate for you. Um, so I finished up all my stuff and I'm glad I did this. Uh, finished up all my stuff and then I just packed the two colors I needed. 
um, two brushes and like um, just pretty much my shit to do his stuff and didn't bring all the rest of my junk. Um, walked down there, ended up being like, I don't know, probably like 200 yards from where we were camped. Oh, shit. And uh, so I get down and he's not there yet. And I'm like, fuck it. So I just start setting up, um, drawing out like my center line and all that shit. And uh, him and his girl walk up and we're just like shooting the shit talking for like probably an hour and some change. Mm-hmm. Dude, the nicest people, like the nicest vibes. They're from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, just like such nice people, dude. And it was like, it was nice to be like away from the big crowd and like just be sitting like these two, like such positive ass people. Um, it like really just like brought all my stress levels down. And I don't know, it was great, man. I had a blast doing the tailgate. Um, I ended up like doing some, sh- I put some pictures up, I think on Unicorn Ranch. Um, I ended up like coming from like the handle for the lift gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's the tailgate, whatever. Uh, coming from that and like going out and around the Ford symbol and then like down, like through the center. It would do the fucking thing came out sick. And that's like another thing. Like these, I have two people sitting right next to me having a full blown conversation and end up doing like one of my best pieces. Um, it was dope as fuck. And like he was so pumped. Um, and he's like, so what do I owe you? And I'm like, dude, listen. I'm like, I know you're going to hate this, but this was some of the best conversation I've had since I've been here. You guys are like super fucking rad people. Um, and like, they just really got me in like the right, like state of mind. You know what I mean? It sounds weird, but like, they're just really good fucking people. Um, and I was like, don't worry about it. this one's on me. I'm like, when your bike's all done, hit me up and we'll figure it out. And then we'll do that for you. And, um, dude he was like blown away and he's like no 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 and like you know the southern people oh, like yeah. no, no 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 like they can't they cannot do that it's like in their genetics like it's impossible <laughs> for them to allow that to happen yeah um which is super cool because i like made it even better you know what i mean um so he ended up throwing me a little he threw me some money for it and uh it was just super rad man um like i said when i fucking hopefully i can remember his name if not when his girl hits me back um i'll give him a shout out next week but I know he's listening. So huge shout out to you, man. I appreciate you made. Uh, that was like a perfect end cap to that working day. So I appreciate the hell out of you guys. That's all. That's the longest shout I've ever seen for an unnamed person. Yeah, I know. It's crazy, dude. <laughs> like I kept telling, and the thing that pissed me off, I was thinking about it this morning too. And uh, it, they were just like, dude, I, it's so hard to explain. Like I'm telling you like two of, probably two of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And that's like, not even just like saying is like the expression, like 100% two of the best people I've ever met in my life. Damn. Like just such nice, like outgoing, like just super nice fucking people. It was cool as hell, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's like, that gave me like a whole new love to like pinstriping, honestly. It's just, it's super rad to like, and like, I listen, so I don't want people to think that like, oh, fucking lost. I only went down there to make money. I gave away so many pieces, dude. So many pieces. They're like, just cool people. You know what I mean? And like, yeah. that's like what it's really for. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm pumped that I can do something that I absolutely love doing and make some money doing it. Um, but like above that is like, when I get to like talk to people and like hear their story and it like puts me in a good mood, you know what I mean? And like brings me up. 
mm-hmm. at that point, like, I don't care if there's money attached to it. Cause it's like, it was just such a good experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like, same thing, like Roly, um, dude, such a good dude. Just like, just like a, you know, like when you like talk to somebody, like you can just tell like, they're just a good hearted fucking dude. Like that's Roly. He's Rowley. just like, a, he's just like a hardworking fucking man. You know what I mean? Like loves his kid, loves his family. Just a hardworking dude. Um, and he was like looking at one of my pieces and this is actually the first scroll that I ever did, um, pinstriping. And I absolutely hate it. It's not like my style. And as anybody that does like art knows, like you're your worst fucking critic. Um, it's like, I wasn't a big fan of it. He was like, he, we were just shooting the shit. And he's like, dude, that piece is sick and whatever. So at the end of the night, like we're done talking and I grabbed it. It was, I painted on a clock face. I'm sure people have seen it. Um, but I was like, yo, take this with you. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, listen, fucking take it with you. I want this to be hung up. So he took that. He sent me a bunch of pictures of sent, like, he's got like this room going where he's like, he's got like a print from Chopper Fisher, I think. Um, and like, just like some other shit on the wall. It's super dope. So anyways, gave that to him, gave one to Dan Glenzing. Um, just people I have like these good fucking connections with. I'm like, yo, take this. And, uh, it's cool as fuck. I like doing it. That's awesome, man. Yeah, all around great event. I would I would definitely do it again. For sure. I had a great time. Um for anyone who doesn't know, so I went from my house in New Hampshire um down to Jerry's place in Jersey and then transferred everything over to his van, rode down with him, rode back with him. Um, which was dope because me and Jerry don't get to see each other a bunch. We said that like probably two or three times a year, um, which kind of sucks. Me and him like super close, like same like me and Greece. Um, so it sucks. I don't get to see him that much, but it was it was dope. Like we literally just spent like 20 something hours in a fucking van together. You know what I mean? So it was cool as fuck. We got to catch up on a bunch of shit. We got to like brainstorm a bunch of ideas that we've been talking about. Um, just an all around good fucking time. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that definitely makes the ride easier because that is a long fucking ride, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. If you don't have some somebody to, that you enjoy talking to or being around, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a long time. Yeah, and the funny thing is too is like so when we rolled out, like you can't not like notice Jerry's fan and like my chopper on the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we're rolling out there, like the whole almost the whole way home. Like, we're just seeing people come fucking cranking by, blowing on the horn, yelling out the window. Like, yeah. Like, it was fucking rad as hell, dude. Because, like, we knew so many more people then. So we're seeing people in, like, North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland. It was fucking rad. It was so fucking cool. Fuck yeah. But, yeah. I had a fucking blast. That was definitely... So I'll say this, too. I want to say this. <laughs> So this event is, I think, probably pretty easily compared to Deadbeat. Um, oh, yeah. With some, like, there's definitely some differences for sure. Um, I don't, it's, it's, it's like a really hard thing to explain. Like, so Southern people are very nice, like caring people. You know what I mean? They yep. talk slower, like they appreciate everything, um, which is super fucking rad. Um, 
like anybody I met at the show and like actually had a conversation with them, I'm like, you guys are just so fucking nice. Like, it's like, there was even a point where me and Fabian were like, man, it just feels like everybody's like trying to plan some shit. You know what I mean? Like, why is everybody so fucking nice? And like, that's a weird thing to start thinking about. And you're like, is, are we just that fucked up in the Northeast that like when we actually meet nice people, we think they're like plotting something? <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. But then like, so on the, on the other part of it, when you're not at the show and like you're trying to run to a gas station and every single gas station you go to, the line is fucking 10 people deep because every single person that comes up to the cash register has the conversation with the clerk and the clerk is as nice as the person that's in line. So the conversation goes for 10 minutes, each person. It is so fucking aggravating, dude. I'm like, just pay for your fucking shit and leave. You know what I mean? Right. Dude, holy fuck. I, I really thought I was going to have a fucking heart attack. Yeah, that that is the, the one thing that people from the Northeast, we don't tolerate so well. <laughs> dude, it's bad. It's so bad. Um, and I know that doesn't have too much to do with the show, but I just want to put that out there. Like, some people are fucking so nice. Like, I feel like there's a time and a place for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That nice um, out of this line, please. Yeah. Um, but the shows I would say are pretty similar. Um, everybody's getting fucking wild. Um, obviously at the campground, so everybody's like running around, having fun, bouncing campsite to campsite. Um, I would say though, without a doubt in my mind, deadbeat gets way more rowdier. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. I was going to see if you agree with that. It dude. It's just Listen. a bigger the the space. I, here's how I would put it: is that the space that people use at Deadbeat for getting rowdy is bigger, and so the rowdiness is more extreme. It's a whole. But, so I I also think that Southern rowdy and Northern rowdy is a a lot different. Yeah, I, I would agree. You agree with on that. that? Yeah, because like their rowdy is like. Cause like we're so where Jerry's van stuff like that's where like a lot of the people were partying. Um, cause that's like where like people were setting up like their trailers and all this shit and like big easy up tents and shit. Um, man, like they're getting rowdy, just like fifteen to twenty people like shooting the shit, kind of acting dumb, drinking beer. You know what I mean? But, like deadbeat rowdy is like anybody could die at any second. Yeah, it's wild at deadbeat for sure. In a, in a in a totally different way, yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. It's totally different. It's not bad. I I actually liked it a lot. Um, it was nice to like you can actually like sit down and talk to people and like all that bullshit. There's not really too much of that going on at Deadbeat. Um, because it's not like just the one thing that's really different is this run did like a limited run of vendors and usually like on a camp out thing. I'm not like super excited to see vendors. Because I feel like that takes away from like the camp out part. Mm-hmm. But the way that um, Back Road Barbecue Run did it is they did like they handpicked a handful of vendors. And it kind of works out nice because that's like where people congregate and you get to meet a lot more people because that's like where everybody's like hanging out, chilling. And like they had um, like legitimate game set up. So there was like a point at the show where everybody would be there. And you could meet more people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not saying I think Deadbeat should change anything because I love how Deadbeat runs. Um, 
but it's just cool to like those differences are pretty fucking rad like i like the I like that they had like that one big cool with all the free beer people congregate there. And then there was like people talking to each fucking vendor spot. And then the Chopper King game started. Everybody was out there watching. Um, so that part was super fucking rad. I agree. It, it, it just brings everybody together into one tighter space, whereas Deadbeat's a little more spread out. Right. Cause like, so like at Deadbeat, like it's harder to find people. You know what I mean? Cause like everybody's everywhere. But like yeah, when you're you set up like that, like people tend to be in that area. So it's easier for you to find people and like talk to new people. Yeah, 100 percent. Deadbeat, you won't see somebody unless you're trying to see them. Right. Exactly. I, just have to like I, said, I don't think Deadbeat should change anything. Um, they do do the chopper show, uh, and we get we get the crowd for that, but that's pretty much the only thing. Which is kind of another reason why I like Deadbeat is because like it's a chance for you to like get away and like only be with the people you want to be with. You know what right. I mean? So yep. I guess it doesn't matter too much here. I mean, if like Southern people came down, it'd probably be different for them because like they're not going to meet all the people that they don't know. But like, we already know all these people. So it's like, we already know who we're chilling with and we're usually camped in the same fucking spot. But like for somebody coming like way out of state, it would probably be like, it would be better if there was like a place for everybody to congregate so they can meet people. Yeah, that's true. I can't wait for that. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a good season, man. I agree. I agree. All right. So to close this one out on that topic, I will say that we opened up the season at the back road barbecue run, but the chopper summer has just begun. All right, Loctite. What do you got for these people? Take them into their motherfucking Fridays. It's Friday, motherfuckers. Backroad barbecue was a blast. Now it's time to get those bikes dialed because the gas prices are rising fast. Ha! 
live it every verse I ever gave. It was fact, nothing fiction. I'm a living legend. No stunting, no rapping. You could check my trap record. I'm highly respected. I'm a gangster in the game. Go ask Lil Wayne. Ask Judge Johnson how many times he saw my face for a pistol here, pistol there. Violation here, violation here. The ex rank, I ran a jail when I was there. I hail it down. Wherever I go when I'm in the A with the King or in Detroit in the snow, I'm a pro. Whether it's moving snow or moving drove, that's between me and you. I could get it for the low, but that's nothing. Everybody said they got a story. Mine on Larry King, theirs is on Mari. At the end of the day, that seems to won't go away. I guarantee the heart of the streets is great. Hey, the Give me some cocaine. Right. 